Hey Zombro fans, Russell Toys, I'm back here for yet another one for week of Zombro's action, and we are joined by two very special guests this week. We have Jack. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Wonderful. And we have Aaron. How you doing? Hey, what's up? I'm good. Ah, I'm so excited. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, you can get on the show by supporting us on the Patreon that we have. The Zambros Patreons in our descriptions. And this is our way of trying to continuously give back to those who support the show and make sure it lives. So we have a lot to talk about this week. So hopefully uh, everyone's excited to talk about uh, whew, Black Ops 4. And of course, Giant Jay's here, by the way. He never goes. I'm here. I'm here. I'm often <laughs> forgotten goes. about. Seldom cared about, but I'm here. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here comes a sad I, story the act. The unsung member of the Zombros crew. Without me, this show would be in shambles. I mean, it definitely wouldn't be good, that's for sure. It would just be me bitching and every week by myself making up crazy stories and slowly becoming like a worse version of Bill Burr. Like a terrible version of Bill Burr. He's actually funny, but like, you know how he goes on rambly, crazy, down the rabbit hole type of stuff with himself? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what Zombros would be if it was just me. Just being like, you know, you know, big Activision. Let's talk about big Activision and zombies. Big Activision. <laughs> Take <laughs> we'll get to that. Yes, we will. Gonna, I was... like, you're starting to get that way in um, your... When you first complete the blog of the dead Easter egg, oh, you yeah. don't want that massive long run. You started then to become mm -hmm. like him. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. That's that's our future. That's what we're looking at. God forbid Johnny's not on the show anymore. Whew. We're, we're in trouble. Is, you know, I said the same thing to my roommates when I left my old apartment last year. I said, mm -hmm. when I move out, this place is going to go to shit. I was the only one that ever did the cleaning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah. I went back there this weekend. Yep. Dishes were piled a mile high. I'm not sure there was even a floor. I was like, yep, this is exactly what I anticipated. Half the furniture was broken. I'm like, this place fell apart without me. And the same thing will happen to the show. <laughs> Speaking well, of big Activision, though, yep. you know we'll have a problem with big Activision when suddenly we get a microtransaction that ends the blue screen. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oof. God. Oof. It's going to be a little, little, a, little uh, a little clippy will pop up during your game and say your game's about the blue screen. Uh, <laughs> you know, get $5 for more RAM. Oh that my god. Everyone start a riot. Oh my god, could you imagine if they were shit like that? Someone's trying to be like, "Hey, hey, uh, we're going to crash your game and you're going to lose all your save data unless you pay, put in 25 more cents right now." And that happens every like 2 minutes. Mhm. Mm <laughs> Seems like we're squeezing more money. Yep. <laughs> uh. Okay, so John, so we have questions we ask. We got some, we got some questions for, for you guys. Do we, we want to do off. housekeeping before the questions, or do we want to do questions? I think we do the questions, and then we'll get to some housekeeping stuff. All right, first question. We'll uh, we'll start off with Aaron. Aaron, what is your favorite zombies map of all time? Hmm. Um. Probably. Probably Revelations. What? 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 <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> what? Go to jail. <laughs> we gotta hear this. Well, I like big finales. I like a lot of twists. And monster, and he just comes and sucks up the pack a punch. And it's kind of like whoa. And it's kind of it's really beautiful too. Like all the colors, mm -hmm. a lot of blues, a lot of reds. Yes, all yes, the perks. indeed. Okay. It's really has, has a really nice atmosphere with all the other maps combined. I mean, it's not the best gameplay wise, but just. I don't know, every time I load up Revelations, my heart starts beating really fast. I'll give it that much. I mean, right. 
right. as much as people do complain about the gameplay side of it, and I know I've said before, it feels like the clip map or the clip show of zombies maps. It yeah. definitely does have a good look to it. Absolutely. I think like, it, there's no doubt saying it's one of the best looking zombies maps we've ever had. I would, I'd like to add to that too, is like, I talked about this probably previously in the podcast with my buddy Ryan in the past. When I was doing theater mode stuff in BO3, whenever I'd stop it, it would always like, the game wouldn't look that great. And then all of a sudden, why was that be playing? I muted that. Okay. That's a thing. Okay. Just ignored my mute. Anyway, sorry. Um, thank you for the donation. The, like, you play the game, you're like, it's just zombies. It's normal. And then you would pause it in theater mode, and all of a sudden, like, you would just be looking at Dempsey, and it would go from just like, hey, there's Dempsey, to like, Psh! like this beautiful theater cinematic, the the smoke in the air just looked gorgeous. I'd be like, what the f-? I'd, like, play and pause it. And the game just looks so beautiful. Like, if you want to take a screenshot in theater mode, it's always just like, it's gorgeous. And all Black Ops 3 felt that way, that it felt so cinematic. Any any place you stopped in theater mode, just about, you could find just gorgeous pictures of this of the game mode. And so Revelations is like that all over. I like I found myself many times trying to make thumbnails based off those reds and blues. It looks so, so pretty. Yeah, I know it is it is a like visual it's as you said, visually looking, it is a it's a good map. Gameplay-wise, it's very, very controversial. Very true. Very, very true. Um, Jack, what's your favorite zombie map of all time? Right. Um, well, it's still, and it's probably going to be hard to top for me, mm-hmm. Shadows of Evil. Okay, okay. I can see that. But, and I say this with a big but, mm-hmm. 9 is coming mm-hmm. close to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They both have the perfect atmospheres of why I pitch it in a zombies map. Mm-hmm. I love the game mechanics of both of them, but Shadows of Evil, it's the 40s feel that yeah. just gets me. Every time yeah. you spawn in and you hear that jazz music, it's, yes. that map got me into jazz. Saying that now. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. That's kind of why I... I well, it each- doesn't, uh, does it, does, uh, yeah. Does Voyage also have that like a jazzy riff at the start of it? And so does Classified. So does Classified. That's right. Classified yeah. has it. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. I don't yeah. know why I thought Voyage. Voyage does have, I think, some little things to it because it does. The the Voyage Despair trailer is all about this wonderful, upbeat, happy. Remember the reveal trailer? It's very jazzy. Mm-hmm. Lady McKendrick and all that. Yeah. It's very much like uh, Snake Skin Boots. Yes. Whatever that song is called. Yes. Like, yep, they all right. they all fit that that very like jazzy. A high tempo kind of vibe yes and and i really like that and i think that's what's so wonderful about like zombie maps it might be you bring up such a good point both jack and aaron because like what you fall in love with a lot of it is that atmospheric thing and what takes your mind even further jack was talking about the idea like he's in the 40s map like he just you love that setting dude and uh aaron's talking about the colors and the way revelations looks and all that type of stuff and you made me like just have a whole new perspective on uh, Darice <laughs> and why I love that map so much. Cause I just, I mean, I've described it in the past, but just like when you're sitting there and I would be by myself, it'd be like round 25, which used to be a high round back in the day and world at war. And so there'd be just a crawler and everybody would just be trying to get their shit and exploring. And you would just hear just like the, the, the electricity, the map, you would hear that yeah. ambience and like the, the ash in the air and the fire and just that like, that totally encapsulated me with the eclipse in the sky, the mainframe, the little buzzing going on. Uh, that map, and again, classified, a lot of classified really had that type of sort of atmosphere where you're just kind of sitting there listening and looking about 
where you are that kind of really sucks you in, causing this to be a favorite map of sorts. You know, what's a yeah, great map? Uh, like Classified has, in terms of round change music, Classified mm-hmm. is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. And intro-wise, it's my favorite as oh, well. Yes. Like, I, oh, yes. that, in, that intro is just incredible. Brilliant. And every time I watch it, it gives me a massive smile on my face. <laughs> it always too. does. I love um, it. But I think Shadows is... Like it's it's probably going to be hard to top for me. Mm-hmm. Like Shadows has been my favorite ever since it first released in Bo3. Okay. Um, before that, it was Mob. Mm-hmm. Mob is now probably third because Nine has taken the second by storm. Dude. Like it is such a great map. The sound design and like I always go on and on about sound design, but just Nine's atmosphere is so awesome with both the it's announcers incredible. and the power up announcer as well. So you have the what's the the high priest and then you have the normal announcer of the drops yes and then yeah. having the like the beating of the crowd and that mo- like momentum meter in game it's it's one of the best things yeah, they've ever done the, in zombies it's the chanting and the fact that the crowd actually throws you items based yeah. on your affinity it's yes it's amazing like it's so unique it's well, well they, they they don't throw you items they basically just throw you fire sales <laughs> fire sales and uh full powers in mm. your experience john <laughs> yeah, <you do. laughs> fire sales are useful Yes, not sir. in the later rounds, though. Yeah, we're not we're not as also, lucky as also, you, John. Yeah, we're not as good as you, John. You know, like we yeah, were talking you know, about it's how hard to be, it's hard to be right all the time, John. All I'm saying <laughs> is, all I'm saying is, nothing sometimes is more frustrating than a uh, a fire sale mid round when you have no opportunity to go like get mm. something, mm. or or when you already have like your weapon set and you're like, well, this is just useless. Yeah, like I'm not gonna give up my wonder weapon and maybe like pack a punch pistols for something shitty out of the box, you know? Yeah, I, suppose, yeah, I think I'm losing you all on this one. Get your special weapon done. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I, have, I don't have a hard stance on this, John. I see where you're coming from, but then sometimes you're just bored and you're just like, I'm going to kill myself if I don't do something different in this game right now. Then that's kind of kind of the fun randomness of a fire sale. You'll be like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm just going to screw it. I'm going to take whatever I get out of the box next and pack a punch on a high round because it doesn't matter <laughs> at this point. Fair enough. Well, that's the fun thing when uh, that's the fun thing to do when you're making videos where you pack a punch and outrageous yeah. gun and just let the comments freak out. <laughs> yeah, you got the, the, the crappiest gun in the game, and you have to pack a punch because you've got absolutely nothing else. And once you've done the four pack of punches to give it all the damage it can get, it still doesn't kill. And you're like, this was a great choice, absolutely <laughs> fantastic choice. What was the name? What's the name of that of that of that little uh, full automatic pistol in uh, in the Z-Homic? I think so. I packed that a punch right. that one. That got that got a fun response out of the audience. I feel yeah, like the strap back punched. Yep. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, John, this theory you have is great and all, but fuck you for using that gun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, tempted now to make a, a gameplay of pack a punching the China Lake into the China Beach and just seeing how oh, that goes. That'd be fun. <laughs> just to see me struggling to try and kill anything with that while talking over a gameplay i would love to see the comments being like i was so distracted by how terrible your gameplay was well you know yesterday i was playing kino and yep. i uh, i pack a punch the law yep and that gun's just fun because it comes it becomes a fully automatic rocket launcher mm-hmm. so nothing's better than firing like five full auto rockets at a single yeah. crawler just to end the round what's that what what can I have that in B? Was it the RPG? Yeah, the RPG. Oh, yeah. RPG. At the age shots, and you just go boom, 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 boom. I loved it. Well, well that's what favorites. the law is like. And then the, the dust and the smoke gets everywhere. You can't even see. <laughs> it's 
it's just like, where am I going? <laughs> like, I don't know if you're dead, but you're definitely not alive right now. What's our second right. question, John? Next question we got. Excuse me. And this one will flip it back over to you, Aaron. Favorite zombie memory? Ooh. You probably have to start way back in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. Remember. Do you, do you go all the way back to Noct? Is that how long you've been playing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I remember I had a friend. He invited me, like, whoa, what's this? What's Noct? Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, it's zombies. Do you want to play? I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. It seems pretty scary. And so I ended up not playing because I was too scared. And then I let my dad play it and I watched him. I ended up getting really freaking scared. And then, so I wasn't allowed to be in the room when he played zombies for like another week. And then I finally didn't get scared and then I've never stopped playing. I'll tell you, there is actually like a, when zombies is new, it is definitely scary in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, me playing zombies in my basement with the lights off, like, playing, like, Call of the Dead mm-hmm. was actually a thing. Like, there was something, like, eerie about it. Like, now zombies mm-hmm. is, like, nothing. Like, if anything, it's laughable. But mm-hmm. it definitely at one point was, like, a little nerve-wracking. I Especially the early World at War days. Like, I have a video, I think, that's still on my channel when I used to use my terrible recorders. And that's the only way it worked, to be honest with you, because the power cut when I activated the Richtofen book in Shinonuma, when I was doing an Easter egg hunt, and Shinonuma has so many ambient sounds that just make you uneasy. And just to have that cut during a storm, like, there was no rain, there was no storm, the power just cut on that. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> the power of Richtofen. Yeah. Oh my god, so I, I can totally get where that comes from. But then you, once you get a hang of it, like, you, you learn zombies is just a complete and utter joke. <laughs> Actually, fun fact, when I first played, the first time I ever played Noct, I was mm-hmm. playing at my cousin's house. Mm-hmm. I had only ever played a few games of Kino, mm-hmm. and I got the ray gun from the mystery box. Yep. It's the first time I had ever used the ray gun. Didn't even realize it was on, like, every other map or that it was in Kino. Because mm-hmm. I had only ever received it in Noct, and I thought it was just on Noct. This wow. is like when John is brand new to the game. Yep. Well, that's a wake-up surprise, isn't it? <laughs> it just keeps coming back. All right. So, mm-hmm. so what, what about you, Jack? Favorite zombie memory? Um, I think favorite memory for me would be when me and a friend of mine was doing an ascension starting room we were trying to get on the leaderboards mm-hmm. um we got to 60 this is without the thunder gun bearing in mind mm-hmm. in the starting room no gershies no thunder gun it was literally just pure training um and he went down and i had a hoarder's always behind me i was red screened i went up i was on the bottom level walked up to the cap uh, up to the catwalk along got to the end but then a zombie jumped up managed to slide behind him as soon as i dropped to the floor that machine in the middle went off so i literally jumped crouch killed my horde i got him up oh. like that, that was it was combined with clutch and your heart just absolutely racing mm-hmm. that you're thinking oh god am i gonna get him up am i gonna get him up if that thing hadn't have gone off we would, would have probably died so I, I hailed to the ascension machine you saved my ass Thank i you. love it that's that stuff is what sticks with you those like random occurrences those those times where it's just like the map lines up perfectly, kind of like I've talked about my mm-hmm. like teleporter hopping in the past and like a trap goes off or a dog spawns in the right or the wrong place. 
the Ascension Trap going. I love it. The centrifuge going off. That's so great. That's oh. it. Yeah, I couldn't think of the actual name of it. No, no worries. But so, yeah. yeah, that was probably. Um, but I think a, a close would be um, hitting a thousand in BO3. You got to a thousand. Wait, so oh, like level, level 1,000. Level, level 1,000, not round 1,000. Yeah, yeah, There's I was no about to be like, <laughs> God bless. No, I'd be like, I know, I know somebody who would argue round 1,000 doesn't exist. I really relate, though, to like the clutches. Yeah. I, I think the clutches are some of the most fun moments when you're just playing with your friends. Like last mm-hmm. night, in, again, the Sankino game where I was playing with the law. I was over by the pack-a-punch in the alley, and my buddy goes down by the teleporter. And so he had pretty much all the zombies. So they're running from the teleporter to the alley, basically flushing out that path. Mm-hmm. And I just had a law. And somehow, well, well, Beauty of Annihilation is playing. Like, yes. I literally just, oh, I just, yes. I, was, yes. I, was, I wasn't in the alley. I was in the, like, that top room. Mm-hmm. Just hit the, uh, just hit the thing. And normally I would just go down the little staircase and revive him in the uh, in the stage room, but he didn't want me to open that door. Mm-hmm. So I had to book it all the way around to the other end of the map while Beauty of Annihilation is playing. I'm dodging zombies, blowing them up with my law. That's he, he, he at one point puts down his controller and says, there's no shot. You won't get me. Like, I'm too close to dying. Mm-hmm. And I pull him up. We're probably like one of the last few possible moments. Yes! Like, like those clutches are just so satisfying. Oh, my oh, gosh. Like, the against not- all odds, race against the time. Because as much as it is, like, you could be a skilled zombie player and pull off these revives, but sometimes you just don't have the time. Yeah. And when you get it in in, like, the nick of time, it's so satisfying. Yeah, it is su- it's such a good feeling to, like, you're on such a high round and you decide to finally activate like the the older songs, like the World of War to BO One Easter egg songs. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's such a good feeling to killing loads of zombies while you've got like View of Annihilation One One Five Lullaby of a Dead Man all playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Beauty of Annihilation is just so great because it's so like loud. Oh, it's like so it, it's so loud. You Very got that rough. guitar at the bam 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 yeah. bam bam, oh, and then you hear the drums kick in and you're like. Oh, it's fun. I love it by far. I still think that's my that's my favorite song. Longevity wise, Beauty of Annihilation. I've been playing that for like ten years now, and I still love that song dearly. You just just get so amped. That's why I like when you hear the dog round change in uh, Classified. It's just like, oh yes, yes, start yeah. playing that song, baby. The border back, yeah, baby. You, you brought me back to yet another memory. Uh, one of my recent memories because I, I like to try and go back and forth on these questions to all, all the because i've had so many darn experiences in zombies but the derizan rock easter egg during the boss fight um that when we did it the first time me noah money talks and milo it was like during the boss fight it was it's such a strange feeling like there was just like calmness it's it's so hard to describe because other people kind of losing their shit and i'm like just I'm I, saying like so much because I'm so caught up into it. It's this feeling of absolute focus that I normally don't get too often in zombies unless it's like a challenge or if we're playing, let's say ZWC was an example or EE for C where it's just all hardcore focus trying to make sure you, yeah. you, it's not so much entertainment and trying to get that Easter egg in that zone of focus and then finally being able to like, once we beat that boss and being able to let go and win was just, it, it was so weird to be in a world where nobody else 
had gotten this far yet. It's such a strange feeling to be like, no one knows what's that next. What's that? that? That's understandable, like, what, you, what you're trying to say, because you, like, it's getting, it, it's as you said, it's getting to the, the boss fight. Once you're in the boss fight, mm-hmm. you've gotten through, like, majority of the hard stuff, and then once, you, you, once you're in that final mm-hmm. bit, and you're the first one there, and, you know, nobody else has ever gone this far, mm-hmm. you, you, you do feel that sense of calmness, because then... Once you're calm, you know you can beat it, and then bada beam, bada boom, you're first in the world. It's it's so undescribable. Like, and I, I feel like, excuse me, I bet Noah feels it almost every time, or maybe he doesn't anymore because he's done it so much. And John obviously did I'll it every you, time. Can, yeah, it sold after a while. But but how, to not know what's it. next is such a to now, you be know, there, I, I def- right? With me. I definitely felt that when we did uh, when we did. Uh, Darkest Shore. Darkest Dark, Shore. When we did Darkest right? Shore, when we were first in the boss fight, because there's there's a fun in not knowing what's going on and you're figuring it out as you go. Because mm-hmm. you know we were doing the Darkest Shore Easter egg, and while it was pretty straightforward, just kill pretty much everything. Yeah, we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we didn't know how many times we'd have to do it. Yeah, it's like, do we want to save uh, a certain bits of ammo? Or are we going to get a max ammo? Do we need to use yes. this or that? It's mm-hmm. like. You don't know, and you're just figuring it out. Yeah. There's, there's no guide. There's no tutorial. You just have to show up when your time is called. We should ask Noah and Smart Guy about that. We should try and get them on the show again. I'm, I'm going to reach out to Noah, see what his schedule is like. I, wanna, I haven't had Noah on in a while, and I feel like there's a lot of stuff we could really – some perspectives since we last talked to him, like about all the exo-zombie Easter eggs and all the stuff he's accomplished. It's got to be – I'd love to hear that insight of what it's like to be – First in the world so often. Yeah. That would be good. All right, John, what's our next question? I think we, we got, got one more. We got one more, last question for more, you guys. 5,000 more? Aaron, what do you think is the best new feature in Black Ops 4? Who's the best new feature? Mm. Hmm. I would say the, the special weapons. Mm. I think I would agree with that. They're... They're not only like, oh, I'm trapped. Let me pull out my path of sorrows mm-hmm. and survive. But they're also like, okay, I need to get so many kills to upgrade it right now. Oh, there's a full power. Let me pull it out. Let me get as many kills as I can before it goes away so I get a new one really quickly. And it adds a bunch of different variety to all the games with all the different types of special weapons. There's four on the Aether, and then there's four different ones on the Chaos Story. So it adds a lot of, custom, not customization, but like variety to how you play. And I think they're all, I haven't used much of the, the chaos ones. Mm-hmm. So I've only used path of Soros, but I've seen other people use them and there are a whole different play styles for every one. And I think it's just really nice. Yeah. Um, there is no, like in terms of the special weapons, there is nothing more satisfying than you getting your death machine out, reach, getting it to level three and just yelling Yeet! as you chuck it across the room <laughs> and the new goes off. It is incredible. That's such a satisfying yeah. feeling. Like my my friend done such a funny thing the other day. We were uh-huh. on classified, just going through levels, trying to rank up, doing the classic elevator strat as you do. Yep, yep. Well, he had his death machine out. He was on like he had about that much left. And oh, but what does he decide to do? He doesn't decide to throw it in the room. He decides to chuck it in a zombie barrier, and then it just explodes. Like, it was just it was so funny. I was just like, what? Why, why, why there? Why, why there? Why there? <laughs> that's, but that's like the chaos and the fun of that shit. I love it. Like, 
they've added so much in this game because I'm glad we're starting on really positive notes about zombies because some of these topics today are going to be, you know, a little a little grindy, a lot of criticisms. Painful. Yeah, because th- there's so much. That's the duality of this. I feel like this is such a game that has these wonderful brand new features and has created already brand new memories and fun experiences. And it's so close to being something that is a Bioshock-esque experience in the sense, in the sense that it's going to stick with you. Not so much that it's as good as Bioshock or as better. It doesn't need to be. It's completely different, even though they're both first person shooters, the way they could potentially create this experience, both narrative and gameplay there was so much potential. I feel like they came up just short in, in a couple areas. And it, it's almost like heartbreaking to see a Call of Duty game could have been something more than just Call of Duty for once. And yeah. they're, so, they're on the cusp of that, but they're not quite there. Mm-hmm. I saw a comment, Toxic Badass says, I say shooting whilst drinking perks. Mm-hmm. I like the aesthetic of that. I love, I love the look that. of it. Oh, it's a good like, one. Yeah, especially, especially the same with grenades, how you can shoot. So for, I'll do this for fun sometimes, where I'll just start spamming my weapon and throw a grenade at the same time just because I love the look of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really can't do it with plastic or claymores, though. No, what did you say? True. You can't, oh, use, can't shoot and place claymores. Claymores are garbage in this game. How long it takes for the damn thing to set. Have you noticed that? Or is that yeah, just my game? Pretty, yeah, pretty long. Never used them. I'm using them for challenges, though. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Well, I like well, I the put fact the, the, yeah. the fact they take up a grenade slot makes me less inclined to use them. Yeah, and even worse off is like when you place it, like you got to make sure you hear the click of it going in ground, which is something like five seconds or something around that. It's probably a little less than that, but you put it down. But I found myself when I, I'm turning too quick, you normally you would just the animation would go down and then you would turn once it's off screen. No, no, because as you're turning, that'll be the final spot it goes. So I kept having my claymores like facing the wrong ways and stuff because it's just like. What, it, it's so That's much nice. longer the time it takes to put it down. Can you uh, can you stockpile them like you could in previous games? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Must it, well, at least it's not two. I think I've put six down once. Eight. That's good. But then at it least. kills me. Oh mm-hmm. Jesus. I bet they crash the game really easily though. I guarantee you. I have like, still bouncing Betty crashes. There's a theater mode game. I'm still trying to get it right now. I just want to know how we won this blackout game. And it just keeps crashing for some random error I don't understand. The whole game's there. It's all loaded in. Theater mode is so broken. It's so bad. It's so frustrating. I just want to... Why, why save my games? Like, it says there's 12 minutes. It's only a 12-minute game. You can save a whole two-hour zombie game. But nope, this doesn't work. Just, just like everything doesn't work in theater mode in this game. It's so frustrating. Anywho, small rant over. Jack, what is your favorite feature? <laughs> um, I think favorite feature would probably be na- uh, you're able to now spawn back in with your weapons. Yeah. Yes. I like but that I, one I, too. The reason why I say that is because, like, I, honestly, I've, I've played a lot of this zombies and I'm still pretty bad at it, right? And I'm not saying it because of that. I'm saying it because it is a nice balance to the fact that we now don't have jug like mm-hmm. jug's gone mm-hmm. but yep. you can spawn back in with your weapons jug's gone you can get max ammo while you're down jug's like jug's gone it's simple but they do such a good job of balancing it and that's jug's kind gone of you have your you have your special weapons that give you extra health yep exactly yep 
Exactly. There is so much. Like I know a lot of people to like to this day are still complaining. Oh, I want Jug back. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, they've given you so much in this game in terms of new mechanics or mechanics that have changed that you, you don't really worry about Jug that much anymore. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. such a good balance, and I like. I mean, what I was done. I was about as anti removing Jug as it got when the game first came out, and you only had because I'm like, how could you? How could you possibly think to take away Jug, and also take away our also take away an extra self revive and mm-hmm. also make the dogs really easy to kill you mm-hmm. like yeah. you've you've given us you've made the game so much harder and you've given us very little to buff our health but ever since they patched the game i don't care that jug's gone i don't the dogs it. used to be absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. oh yeah and to your now, point though, too just this is we're referring to the standard mode of play we understand that realistic mode is different and all that type of stuff oh, we're talking oh, about that's, that's what also zombie that was experience. also what frustrated me initially too where it's like Jason, I remember Jason even said to me, he's like, well, you can go play casual mode if you're having a real hard time in normal mode. And I'm like, okay, I'll play casual mode, but then I can't do the Easter egg. And can't do anything. Oh, see, the, my video tomorrow very much is going to be getting into some fundamental issues. And I think you, as soon as you complete the Easter egg, you should be able to do it mutations. I don't, because the whole yeah. idea is he doesn't want people running through it. But once you do it once, what's, why not? Why can't I play it in mutations anymore? It doesn't make any sense, or uncasual for that matter. It's it's insulting. Oh God, wait a minute. That just reminded me. Does that? I bet it does. Wait a minute. Oh shit. On the casual mode loading screen, I bet it says main quest completions. Uh, further proving it's just a UI stuff, even though it's literally impossible to, do, to complete a main quest in casual because it is disabled. Mm-hmm. Why has no one brought that argument up? I think I they have, know, but I—I I, I mean, I already made the argument that the reason like classified still yep. has it is just because they didn't change the UI. Yep, yep, that's a hundred percent it, and that's what we're gonna get into again for the topic of this video. Yep, that's dead. somebody. Somebody was like, "Well, John, it's an—it's an easy one-line fix of code." And it's like, is it actually a one-line fix? And plus, it's like one extra thing now they have to worry about. Yep, you know? casual. There's see all there's all the casual Easter egg completion times. There'll never be a completion time on that because it's not enabled, and that's that's stupid. Once again, that is part of the problem of uh, classified. Uh, or maybe what, they're going to make you pay to do the Easter eggs on oh, North or Jesus Easy. Oh, Christ. Oh, that's but, when, that's, oh, that's when the God. community comes to an end. Yeah. Oh, $5 to do the Easter egg on uh, casual. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So well, should we get into should we get into a little bit of the housekeeping read before yeah, we jump straight? Yeah, topic? before we go into this, yeah. Um, so where are you at on the state of the posters? Which ones? The Zombrospeed posters or my posters? Well, I saw I saw you recently launched your uh, your posters. I again. did, I did, because my artist finally got a chance to finish her designs, and the memories collection is finally out. So if anybody has any interest in uh, getting those. Uh, they are now available. Where Where is this? This is, no, not source. I need to add, I have it right here. Add, buh, 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 image, and it would be, buh, 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 buh. I guess it's probably just random image, isn't it? I bet it's just this, is it? Yep, there it is. Those are my memory collection now finished, featuring both Ultimus and Primus. If you guys have any interest in those, they're, I think, 25 bucks now that the sale's over. They're just normal priced. Uh, those celebrate both Primus and Ultimus's journeys and all the stuff we've gone on. My, my favorite part about the uh, Ultimus poster is definitely, like, the Doris and the Eclipse in the top. 
and as well as the lighthouse both those came out really really well mm-hmm. and it, the cleanness of premise is the other thing i really like it's going for like a memories kind of like the samantha memories trailer with like the sands of time and wishy-washy stuff with ultimus and they're grill, gripping the real device while uh the premise one is all about like nikolai's choice to move on with the blood of the dead and not take the vials and all that type of stuff and leave work toffin behind in all those maps and there's also a, a water uh, overlay a watermark on here uh that's not on the actual real poster so you can get those at redrendering.com as for the zombros posters which is the merch for october those get sent out this week i i finally have sorted out uh, all my stuff on my end and all that will be sent out as for my uh poster sale itself everything's been sent out i believe besides the uh any recent orders in the past couple days and all of the memories collection posters are what's left everybody else should have already got theirs and i'm, I'm pretty sure that is the case uh dog tags john tell me about the dog tags the dog tags uh i made great progress on figuring out how best to ship them Mm -hmm. um they should also be good they should probably go out friday i think fantastic friday is what i'm aiming for awesome but i have i have something really real awesome i'm excited to show off oh really something something why what's all right ready somebody somebody cue the mystery box sound Oh. Let's see Check that. out this ray gun. So this ray gun was created by the ray gun project. That's his mm-hmm. name. You can check him out on Twitter um, mm-hmm. and on YouTube. I teased this on my channel or not my channel, my Twitter the other day. Mm-hmm. I know it just looks like a ray gun prop, but there's more to it. I swear if you flip the little switch on the back and give it a second. <laughs> It comes to life, and there's a trigger on it, and it actually shoots. And uh, this is going to take me a moment because it takes a bit of time to run through all the shots. 20. Uh, But when it gets empty, you actually have to reload the ray gun. So we're going to try to cycle through all these shots right now. (laughs) Just look at this. There we go. Oh, you got it. So then you actually have to reload it. So you open it up and then and you can continue shooting. And this thing is awesome. So there's a little knob on the side and you can use that to change the color. So you have, so we'll, so we'll go all the way to the end. So you have blue. So you have an animated blue. I don't know if it's hard to see. That's the original Pack-A-Punch, by the way, for Doris. Yeah. Then you have white. What game is it white? Is it uh, Shadows? I don't Shadows? know. Maybe. Like, I feel Maybe. like I've seen it white before. Pack a punch red. Yep. Black Ops Two green. Mm. Blue, which I think is what its standard is, right? Standard is blue. I thought standard was green. I don't know. Black it's been a while. It's been in every game. It's tough to know what. <laughs> every so often, the color does change. I've noticed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you got all these different colors. There's literally a knob on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a little switch to turn it off and on. This thing is so cool. Uh, and I love this. So you, you can even like reload it like they do in games. So you've got the John just kind of hanging there. And then you go, oh, whoops. <laughs> Except John can't get it right lately. I'll admit, I'll, I'll admit the mechanism is a little finicky. Uh, oh, and the uh, the little the little uh, iron sight fell off. But that's all right because it just pops back in. Yeah, honestly, though, I think this might be the best ray gun replica I've ever seen. Ever. Like it's, it, Ever. It doesn't show up well on camera. But no, you see, like, it's, it's all blown camera. out. Yeah, it's blown out. 
like the ray gun matic look at like the details on the top of it um and you know it's you know it's in the 21st century when it's got uh ooh, let me throw this back on i can't see it Mm-hmm. You know we're in the 21st century when your ray gun prop has a micro USB charger on the back? Mm-hmm. So you can charge up your Android phone and then your ray gun and go back to killing zombies? This thing is so cool. Um, it makes me wonder if there's a USB micro charger in the mystery box. That's how it gets it to work. That might be how it works. Turns out all zombies' weapons are powered by micro USB. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mystery solved. Yeah, so shout out to the Raygun project for making this is like uh, 100% 3D printed and like you open the you open this bad boy up and mechanics inside are outrageous. Wow! Like I was opening it up yesterday and like in the handle, like there's just so many components. Like this thing is like not only like do you have to reload it when you run out of ammo, but it won't shoot when it's open. Like when you open it like this, it won't shoot. So like it's it's, it's you had an off demonstrated on just so people don't go well it doesn't shoot because it was off John I already yeah, I just yeah, that yeah, comment right. immediately all right it's it's a little slow to turn on there we go yeah like so you open it up makes the opening sound and as I pull the trigger nothing happens I love it it's, it's such a masterpiece you open it up and then boom we're fighting zombies again I like, love it. Such a such a great job, Ray Gun. Oh, I see. Ray there he is. Right We're gonna be featuring him next week yeah. on the podcast so the hope, to talk about it more. To, the hope is to have uh, have him on next week and talk about like what goes into making something like this because I think this is arguably like there's mm-hmm. been a go on YouTube. There's a lot of real life Ray Gun videos. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is anyone better than this. I agree. In the sense that, and not just because he sent it to us and all that type of stuff. When John started walking me through, like, just the, like, little hardware or coding he's put into it, it's unbelievable. We're just like, well, it doesn't shoot when it's open, or it doesn't work here, but if you run out of ammo, then you're going to get this. And, like, all these, like, if-ands, all these if-ands I keep hearing in my head for this gun, I'm like, this seems like a Hasbro gun. Like, this is totally something Activision should be making. Yeah, like, I expect to be able to go to Toys R Us and buy something Yeah, you don't expect Joe Schmo to be making this, and that's not what the Ray Gun Project is. I'm not being like, he is a Joe Schmo, but, like, he's not, like, a a company with all these massive resources to make something of this kind of quality it's amazing i'm so, so excited this is, the future 3d this printing is, if this is the type of stuff we can see from consumer grade products amazing I'll, I'll tell you this though um this ray gun mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's like to scale but a lot bigger in real life than i imagined uh-huh like i would have thought like a real life ray gun would be a yep. quarter of the size but this thing's actually pretty big mm-hmm. like 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 compared to me this is how big the ray gun is um <laughs> I was, I don't know, that was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, the Reagan's actually a lot bigger than I imagined. I think it might be bigger in person because in game, doesn't it look? It's not like if you put the ray gun across their chest and in game. Then know. again, they might be big people. They might all be six foot. Our characters, I don't know. Tank yeah. Dempsey's first name is a tank, so I think that gives you a picture. <laughs> or is it Thomas? Or what was the other name Monty called him? Oh god, there's another one. Uh, Ringo. Ringo is his <laughs> other name. There we go. Hey, it. Johnny got it. Uh, does it shoot green donuts? Well, John's gonna wants to work on that. I, 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 I'm so excited. This week, I'm gonna make a video where I'm actually gonna like turn it on, shoot it, and everything, mm-hmm. and then like hopefully the green rings will come out and there will be green puffs of smoke. Yeah, I'm excited. And then I might even go on my campus and be like, "Revive me! I got the ray gun." I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you do that so badly. Um, Untented. So it's gonna be funny. We want to make this a regular thing, whether working with the Raygun Project or other guys. It's scaled to be comfortable to hold. See, okay, that makes perfect sense. 
Absolutely. You wouldn't want it to be this really, and it'd be even harder to do all the wiring too if it's this microscopic little thing too. That was my thought process. Oh, Maybe you had to make it a little bit bigger to uh, accommodate for all the components. Because I mean, this thing is filled to the brim. You open it up and you really see. You took advantage of every inch of space you have. And I love it. I, I love it so much. I, I'm so mad because of the timeline of this that I don't get one. I'm like, I was telling John, I'm like, I'm just going to have to buy one from him. I'm just going to have to try and get another one or, or whatever. But then I still feel like what we want to do with this is try and have these type of items for our Patreon more more often, as much as we can. Mm-hmm. So be doing, whether it be ray guns or staffs or whatnot, I think that's one of the best ways to continue to give back to all the people that support us. And uh, the way you can get this ray gun, I believe, John, is all you got to do is be a Patreon supporter. This is our reward for 150 Patreon supporters? Yeah. Uh, no, no, 100. 100. 100. 100. So, yeah, so we 100. just hit, so we hit 100 last week yes. on the Patreon. Uh, shout out to everybody who has been a patron, mm-hmm. including you, Jack, and Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um so we had so this is gonna go out to one of you lucky patrons. You're gonna get this ray gun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be very hard to depart from it because I love this. Thing. I know that's the problem with these things. It's just like we're, we're like, gonna get I these. Take it now. Show up at Treyarch's basement and say, "Give me all the details." And Jimmy's gonna be like, "Finally, freedom!" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So imagine? if if you want to get it, it's not too late. Like this. So this Ooh. is in celebration. Patrons, but I want Working to do this. dial. Yes. Yes, Raygun. Raygun Project says, I've got plans to make it better. Two words, working dial. Yeah. It's already got, it's already got oh, a dial. Well, but you remember the on the gun, though? I, I think he's in reference to, you know, how the oh, arrow yeah, and yeah, all that? Exactly. That would be dope. Because, oh, because you have this thing right here. Yeah. Give it a second. There we go. If you have a dial on here, that'd be cool. That too. would be really cool. Yes, yeah, uh, so um, if you want to get your hands on this, all you got to do is become a member on Patreon. A link is in the description. Mm-hmm. Few few notes about the ray gun, um, or really just about the Patreon. This is like a way if you want to support the show, and there are a bunch of other perks. But understand that this is like a subscription thing. So like if mm-hmm. if you're not in a position where financially you're not comfortable, then don't. All we ask is that you just support the show by watching. But if you're able to. Yes. We'd appreciate it, and we want to start doing a bunch of giveaways of stuff. like, Or not giveaways, but like gifts, gifts to you guys yeah. regularly. Yeah. So this is the first one that we're doing. This is going to go out probably in like a week or so to somebody. We'll announce it on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is exciting, and this yeah. is probably one of the coolest things I've ever owned while I shoot all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Temporarily owned. It's so heartbreaking. But at least someone's going to absolutely, I hope, one of our patrons are going to be it. delighted yeah, oh man! So somebody, somebody on the Patreon is going to get this, mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to become a patron, a link is in the description. Any tier, yep. Any tier, I should know. Yep. Uh, but there we go. This thing is so much fun. I just want to. I want to end the show now and just start playing with it. <laughs> we hope to do a lot more of that. I'm excited too because I I'm hopefully getting a 3D printer as well, and I might dabble. It won't be anywhere close to the quality that Raygun Project is able to do. But I have. Uh, uh, Big interest in 3D printing a, a blunder gat. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be funny. So we'll we'll see how all that goes. Um, wonderful. Uh, what uh, is there? I think that's enough housekeeping for right now. We can do more later on in the show or whatnot. Uh, oh my god, how how far are we into this already? Oh no, forty seven minutes. We're good. We're good. Fantastic. We're doing all right on time. It's gonna be a long episode. So classified. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Get your money's worth. <laughs> um, classified. What a hot mess. Now, Ducky just linked me a video that's supposed to help explain more about the recent Porter code that this guy named Porter, 
He has been in our community DZ, quite a while. DZ Porter, yes. I think. Yes, was, yep. he's pretty known in the PC modding community for zombies, the data mining community, and all this type of stuff. He was able to decompile all the code, and he was pretty crass on Twitter about how easy it was and really took a lot of shots at Treyarch for how they uh, encrypted their code. And going through it, he found that there are no main quest triggers for this Easter egg, that there is actually no main quest. And then furthermore, people start explaining, just like the, the the prominent leakers who have been right about everything at this point, who say there's a way to trigger the cutscene, but it's not so much, they didn't say trigger, you can get the cutscene. So this is where the frustration of my next video is definitely going to be coming in, in big time. It's It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to me to have this idea have a main quest tease to us to have the potential of a main quest in game to have a cutscene ending that is completely unrelated to a main quest that has no triggers and there's nothing you do in game to unlock this audio or this uh ending cutscene i don't fundamentally understand what about that was an appealing or good idea yet which i can be proven wrong once it is solved and once we do see it but to What's me, appealing about not having an ending or not? Or not not being ending. able to get it. That it's something that is out of I'm your control. You, I, I said this on the show last week. It was an accident, I think. They cut it. Well, If, you, if, if you're upset, blame Red Dead for pushing the, the release. It's uh, not forward. cut. For, according to the leakers and the data miners, it's not cut. You just can't trigger it. And there's a big difference in that because it can happen in-game. It can be activated but not by the way we think about it. You know how people constantly talk about the idea of we're going about it wrong, right? Everyone, you have to think differently. You have to do it differently. And that's kind of the the crutch right now, the, why we can't solve this. And it's, I, I feel like this is totally a Jason Blundell or Treyarch Zombies change for the sake of change. Moreover, Revelations rock step. They wanted to see how far they could try something new and see, okay, well, we know not to go that far next time. It's, so what you're telling me, it's in the game. Yes. It's doable. Yes. And we actually haven't found it. We can't do it, though. Like, it's doable, but we haven't it's found in, it. But it's not a quest, and it's not something you trigger. Are you telling me it's impossible? I don't know. They said it's not. You're according to, it's, not it's something that is like... Again, I need to watch this video that he says it clears things up more. But this this con this idea that keeps being perpetuated by the leakers and stuff, they're being ambiguous, which is very frustrating. It's like, if you know how to do it, why don't you just do it and end it? This is very, very annoying at this rate to hear all that's these people. That's what I would say. I, that's, that's my If you could do it. Do it. Do it. Stop telling us uh, in these ambiguous ways because it's frustrating. I'm tired and I don't want it spoiled at this point. Just let me know how to do it and let's get it done. And I've had people put it to the idea that it's for a very select few people and everybody else is meant to watch it online, which to me, again, is like, why why experiment? Ooh, that's why, already how Easter eggs are. Yeah. Why experiment select, with an ultimate? population does it. Yeah, right? I don't like that. Why is this something that we all don't get to experience in? Why do you have to test this on the first map of Ultimus in seven years? It's very, very frustrating. And this comes to me on a whole another level that I want. I'll get into more detail in the video tomorrow. That I think fundamentally Treyarch does not understand Ultimus. And it's because they didn't write. Jason Blundell and Craig Houston didn't write Ultimus. And they don't get what made them so good. 
I mean, it, it's almost disappointing to me. Like, I heard Craig talk about this at BO4's reveal event that, you know, Nikolai, there's only so much you can do. It's like, how many times can you hear, Vaka Wives, Vaka Wives, Vaka Wives? It's like, yeah. Yes, then why is that showing up again in Classified? That wasn't why we liked Nikolai. Like, occasionally we might have liked the joke every now and then, but that's not what we, we cared about. It was like this this fundamental core, like, man-child innocence to Nikolai that was funny and appealing about him. Like, there, there is so much more to the Ultimus crew than just their stereotypes as they developed in, like, Call of the Dead, Shangri-La, and Moon. That is completely, I feel like, lost on the current staff at Treyarch. That is so frustrating to me to see these characters not neutered again, underwhelming, undercut, and experimented with in ways that are just like, why? Why are we doing it? Why? Why do you keep missing the boat on the most one of the most beloved crews? So many people love this crew, and I feel like they keep getting it just about wrong. Not not completely wrong, because they, they gave us so much in Classified with those radios, and it feels like, to me, they got so much right. It's like, how how do you have it so right in your head, and then it's so, just you just go nowhere with it? Why do you introduce Samantha just to do nothing with it, and no main quest Easter egg, none of that type of stuff? It's like such a waste. I feel like yeah, they're so wasteful with what they did inside classified and setting us up for a main quest plus other stuff uh like the quote with samantha which is like edward you're not listening to me i know you can hear me to me that screams screams easter egg you're missing a step like this is her telling you do it just like she did in the previous maps and origins where she's saying like guys you got to do the staffs come on it's it's very frustrating to me it's a very (laughs) you he doesn't even want to let go of it. He doesn't even want to let go tempting. of it. It's tempting. You know, it's what? just sitting there. <laughs> you just want to keep holding it and running around campus with it? Yeah, it's just sitting there. How do I not play with it? Yeah. All right, go on. Uh, I think that's where I want to wrap up because I'd rather have more. I want a script when I go into this in detail. That way I really nail the points and I don't ramble and go off on tangents that don't help the case because it's criticism. I want this to be serious, constructive criticism about my frustration with the treatment of Ultimus still. like I feel like they were so close to something so incredible and they just don't didn't know where to go with it again. I feel like... If I had a summarized launch with Black Ops 4's like narrative, they don't know what they're doing. It feels well, no, no, no. They don't know where they don't know where they want to go in the sense yes, that no, 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 John, listen to me, hear me out. From what they, Jason knows where he wants to go, but the as a consumer, it's like four different directions with these launch maps. They didn't know what to focus on, and we don't know where we're going with any of these now. Like Jason knows where it ends. Treyarch knows where it ends. I, I would agree with that. Our 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 focus as a community is being pulled in every which direction. I agree. Yes. With that. Okay. Thank you. It's the sense that like um, Primus is still going, and and then, and then Ultimus is still going, and then the chaos storyline. Vic- we just killed off the characters. So it's not to mention Victus is just chilling there. Yeah, Victus is here. Like all these thing pawns are on the board now, going in all these different directions, despite them telling us, oh, we're wrapping up Ether and the focus is Chaos storyline. I know the Chaos crew isn't actually dead, but like, you, you see how someone just trying to get into this being like, so it's over? Somebody that's not like us being like, do they do they come back? I gotta wait like two months before I figure out what happens with the Chaos crew. And then if we get a Chaos map, it goes like, excuse me, what? I don't give a crap about the Chaos crew. Did you see the ending of Blood of the Dead? 
Like, why? It, it just seems like did it's... You see the, did you see the community reaction to the ending of Blood of the Dead? Yes. It's... It, especially in comparison to the chaos storyline, I feel like, like, it was like the voyage of despair ending fell on deaf ears, and then suddenly Noah gets a million views in like an hour on the Blood of the Dead ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. if that doesn't tell you where our focus is, I don't know what will. Mm-hmm. And and that's thing, that's why I'm frustrated. So go ahead, Jack. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, that's all right. Um, no, this just the thing with the um, the voyage of despair ending cutscene. It's like that cutscene. It's giving you. It's very much in, like. The Blood of the Dead cutscene, in the sense that it's giving you more questions than it is giving you answers. Like we have no idea what that um, that vision was that Shaw saw in the form of that um, archway. Yeah, yep. no idea. We have no idea what that significance. We have absolutely no idea if Bruno is in fact one of the good guys or one of the bad guys, mm-hmm. and we have absolutely no idea where they're going next. I mean, we obviously have the um, the possibility of Greece mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, where this apparent thing is uh, based, but we still have no idea whether that's going to be the final DLC or the next DLC with Blood of the Dead. Yeah, okay, the Nice Break Tough and died, but, and they've gone through the portal, they've gone to fight Monty, but we don't know if that, we obviously have a strong feeling it's going to be the last map for the... Um, for the Easter storyline in this game, we, mm-hmm. we don't know if they're coming back for the next game, but mm-hmm. there could be. Um, what was I trying to say? There could be maps in between, and we have no idea where they could be based either. It's like mm-hmm. the cut, the cutscenes. They're trying to give us answers and make us speculate, but right. it's very difficult when you know very little about the information. Yeah, I would like to go off that too in the sense or build on that in the sense that how how can we get invested, right, in the chaos crew now when you didn't give us enough? Like now you're giving us that speculation we're used to in the storyline. It's just like our priority is blood of the dead speculation. Our priority is seeing how that ends. And then we'd love mm-hmm. to know classified's ending, but we had to get that leaked to us, which is insulting in many ways, that we can't experience it in game, which don't you remember Jason Blundell telling you, John, don't look at that stuff like, oh, that really ruined the classified intro that you really it was meant for the best experience to be in game. And now this ending cutscene that is in this game has been an absolute mess. It's 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 very frustrating to me to hear all these you know, conflicting it, viewpoints. What, what annoys me is like sometimes I feel like Treyarch learns their lesson. Yeah. And yet sometimes they don't at the same time. Like mm-hmm. think back to yeah. when they would just give us the intro cutscenes. Yep. Why would they give us the intro cutscenes right away? Just so that leakers didn't leak them. Mm-hmm. You know, they pushed out the information before the leakers, so the leakers didn't get a chance to ruin it for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, we're gonna put this ending in the game, but it's gonna be so exclusive that only one person in the world is ever gonna see it. You know, something some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And then you're just leaving the door open for leakers to beat everybody to it. Yeah. You know? Even though they you made, made it so, harder. You made it so exclusive that nobody's going to find it. And now the experience is going to be ruined by the leakers. Yeah. And, and that's frustrating, again, for it to be Ultimus. It's just like, this is how you treat the crew that people have been dying to see what happened to them for seven years. And once again, they get the crap end of the stick. And that and that's almost like the zombie mode in general when you compare it to like the reward systems and the microtransactions things we want to talk about uh, with like Blackout. I love what they're doing where the more you play Blackout, the more you just get stuff. You unlock all these tiers. There's like 200 tiers in Blackout. It's super addicting. It's super darn fun. Uh, what I 
in zombies, nothing. There's no reward for your in-game time, as Milo and Mr. Telexified point to, pointed out. They even did analysis on like spending your money on those microtransactions and stuff in game and what a waste of money it is, what the inflation is and all that. So I, I want to get into that because, John, I think you have some really good numbers that a Redditor went into and all that type of stuff. I, I want to talk about that. But bef- before I do, I don't want to get too far away from what we're talking about in uh, Classified because it's, yeah. it's frustrating to me that this is how it went. And I wanted to comment about, I think, Raygun Project said, I have a feeling that the comics are supposed to fill in the blanks and line up with future maps, right? So I wanted to bring that up in the sense that with the chaos maps, these comics are supposed to be supplements to get us excited. And I, I still haven't read the second comic, and I've heard people not thrilled about it, wasn't very good. And and that's so frustrating because now, like, the are they doing too much? Is Treyarch spreading themselves too thin now, trying to do two storylines at the same time, four maps, and now we got a lot of really, really good things, and then in a couple of months' time, these are going to be a bunch of maps that, yeah, they're top five maps, but... Uh, these were all the what ifs. It's almost like Game of Thrones ending, right? But I just read this wonderful article, so give me a little minute to set the stage here. That originally started planning the ending of Game of Thrones in season two. That's how successful they were getting 10 million viewers an episode, and they knew, okay, George has told us the ending. It's super, super big. Um, I, we can't afford this. Even though our budget is 10 million an episode, we're not going to be able to pull off what George has told us the ending is. So they pitched to HBO, we're going to do it like the Lord of the Rings. The last season, we're going to release three movies, basically, and then we'll make the money up at the box office. HBO said, no, 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 we don't like box office, we like subscribers. So we believe in you, we'll give you your budget. So they planned all this out in the future, all these years it took them, from season two, that's years and years and years ago. That's potentially like five to six years ago they've been planning this big ending for the series, and uh, and there's a lot of money involved, so... It's going to be a little different because I doubt Treyarch's budget. I would be curious to know what Treyarch's budget is. But they got $15 million an episode to do Game of Thrones. And they were very adamant that they want to go out on top, kind of like Seinfeld. They don't want everybody to hate it. It has to go out when people want more, and they want to do it when the story is done, when this is what they wanted to do with it. The narrative is told. There's no more money. They're not going to milk this thing anymore. And... They got their $15 million budget per episode, and they said they used every single cent of it. To me, this season feels like they were out of money constantly. They were working up to the deadline, which is typical in game development. Like, they, this game was not done. It, it was an unfinished game, and they shipped a broken game, which is ethically questionable, if that is the truth, if that actually is uh unless they were having no blue screen issues at all, which I find it really hard that Treyarch didn't know internally that the game would ship fundamentally broken. That I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't know. That would, that would surprise me, John. I feel like they're more competent than that. That Not that they're incompetent, but I, I just wouldn't be surprised if they didn't realize it was going to be such a major issue. Like, maybe they'd experienced it once or twice, but they figure maybe it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is one of the biggest problems we've had in terms of a game... The amount of blue screens, crashes, yep. black screens that we've had, like yep. not just on PS4, Xbox yep. One, PC, yep. it, it's absolutely ridiculous yep. at how many times it's happened. And we've had this game like barely a month yet, and we are still getting the crashes. Uh, even after three major updates, they're supposed to fix these stability issues. Mm-hmm. We are still getting them, and I don't understand why. If these, mm-hmm. if these updates were meant to supposedly fix the game how is it still broken and i I think what it what it comes down to is there's a major systemic issue with black ops 4 yes 
Yes. And this <laughs> isn't an easy fix. You know, I saw I saw Milo made a video this week where he was reading the patch notes, and in the patch notes, he got to a point where he said it was like fix fix stability issues. And then Milo went on this whole rant where he's like, Treyarch, stop saying you're fixing stability issues if there are still crashes in your game. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, stop being so vague. Tell us what's wrong. And it's like, I don't think they entirely know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a game of whack-a-mole where they did legitimately fix some stability issues where like in certain niche cases, the game no longer crashes. But there's 10 other niche cases that have just popped up that now they, now they need to focus on too. Sure. Yeah. I think there's a major issue. And it's it's then the reason why just a little under a month in we haven't fixed is because even they don't fully understand what they're working with. I, I think there's... Room for some excuse to that, right? But this is a AAA title that they've been... Uh... One second. There we go. Um, it's a AAA title that they've been working on for three years at this point. And you pay for a service, John, and you're paying for a good, and it's still not working a month later. And I know you don't. not everybody experiences the blue screens as frequently. I've never had more blue screens ever in any product I've ever purchased video game-wise ever. You have some of the greatest games of all time coming out right now with Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War's release. You've had stuff like Horizon Zero Dawn, The Last of Us, games that are unbelievable narrative single-player experiences uh, in comparison to what they're trying to do with this. We can even do Fortnite, for example. Um, Fortnite's not crashing like this. And it's obviously there's night and day differences between the graphics and fundamentally the difference they're going for. But what I'm comparing right now is major game releases that have massive teams and millions of dollars being put into them, and this is fundamentally not working, and you're asking the consumers to wait for it to get fixed after you've already taken my $100 plus or $60, or $200. No, I know that, but I, I get that and all, but what yeah. I'm saying is that like just the very fact that most AAA games don't have the same crashing issue I think is more proof that this is a major problem. Yes. And it, and it was a cause of some kind of oversight, and maybe I'm too lenient on Treyarch, mm-hmm. but I honestly don't think this is the end of the world. I think for most players, 90% of players, the game works just fine. They don't even mm-hmm. notice the crashes. It's the small fraction of the community that are pushing the system to its limits, that are breaking the game and getting frustrated. And maybe those are the fans you want to keep most happy because mm-hmm. in the game development sense, they could be your whales. Yep. Those are the ones yep. who are going to spend the most money on the game. Yes. But at the same time, I think the game is, for the most part, working well enough that it's not like the game is just completely ruined yeah, yeah but it's it's also the matter of that it, it can be literally anything that can cause these crashes like it can be something from sim- as simple as killing the hellhound with the shield in blood of the dead mm-hmm. or it's something simple like complete uh, something complex like completing one of the uh challenges in nine it's like it's mm-hmm. a very very varied a scenario of what can cause these crashes. It's not one simple thing where they can focus on it. It can be literally anything, and that's what really gets us. Now, I know a lot of people are saying that they are experiencing crashes as well, but it's tough to see that sample size. We can only assume what it is, but um, 
I want to point out a donation we had earlier that fits really, really well into this conversation right now by Vegetable. Once again, Vegetable is such a consistent donator, man. You're absolutely wonderful, and you have great topics. So I want to thank you again for your donations. I'm sorry for ranting about this because it stinks. I don't think this is a, a bad rant, my friend. Uh, the bug in BO4 where weapons you prestige become glitched and can no longer replenish ammo is really frustrating to me, especially since this happened to my strife. Also, attachments don't work on it now. That is unforgivable. How how could you you? That's a basic mechanic you put in game, and now you use your prestige coin in zombies to unlock that gun, and now it's broke, and you can't replenish ammo, and you can't add attachments to it. Yeah, I Milo seen, made a video uh, about that recently, I believe, yeah, or on I was Twitter. About to say, he, put, he, put a, he put a little video out there, and it's like I first didn't quite understand what the problem was. Yep. And then I saw him get the max ammo. Next thing you know, his truck is unfilled. Or he tries to buy ammo. It oh. takes the money. It takes the forty five hundred points, but doesn't give him the ammo. Mm-hmm. That is literally unforgivable. This is this is basic like functions that they programming in their game, and you know you, you cut them as many bricks as possible because, like you said, there's a systemic issue. And th- I just like. I, how can a feature that is this obvious, so essential to the game, get broken so easily? How do you not expect players to be extremely frustrated with the product? Oh, I think the play the players who are experiencing this have a right to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to deny people that. Sure. My only possible guess as to where all these problems and bugs are coming from is all the mutations. You think it's mutations? Could be mutations. And they could, get, again, roll into the issue that they have to lock stuff behind because mutations, which don't. That's, that's don't. exactly. Because because everything is, in a sense, now locked or everything is now stuck behind a mutation. Mm-hmm. And you have, mm-hmm. like, all these different variables affecting different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think they built, I feel like Zombies this year is built differently because of the fact that mutations exist. Mm-hmm. And for that reason things can break in weird ways. That's my only explanation as to why this could be broken as opposed to previous launches. Could I could I also add a potential another reason why it could be broken? Uh I would I would suggest that blackout 2 may have fundamentally changed the system and how it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, the theater mode works across all <laughs> works, it doesn't. It's terrible. But on multiplayer blackout and zombies it all captures everything and i wonder if that again is tying in all three systems together and because blackout was so seems like last minute last year development really pushed hard to get this blackout mode out which it is fun i really really like blackout it feels like it's not done to what where they wanted it to be this feels like a almost a black ops 2 sort of thing with transit not in the sense that it was bad but like they had much grander ideas for blackout and they just ran out of time and it was too late in development to make it more than yeah. it was and because I of that, that there's issues with zombies cuz of the back end stuff what's being done in blackout is so uh, ambitious so large with this new system that it's that systemic problem and now they go well we're not Blackout's making us the most money. Blackout's the big deal, and Activision's breathing down our necks about this. There's no way we're doing anything to compromise that game mode. Zombies is going to have to suffer. They'll be back. They've been with us. Do you think think Black Ops 4 is so broken and yet so ambitious that Black Ops 3 or Black Ops 5 is like back to basics? Oh, Jesus. But very functional. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I love the ambition of Black Ops 4. I love the. When it works, man, this game is just such a great step in a new direction for Call of Duty. Uh, but when it doesn't work, it's very, very frustrating as a consumer. Yeah, Aaron, what are you thinking about it? Like, are yeah. you experiencing that many crashes? 
Um, not really. I don't think I've experienced a single blue screen on Black Ops. Thank 4. you. And that's also, perfect. Well, perfect. A, Thank you. I've played a great. bunch of Spider Man too, and I don't think I've blue screened there at all either. Mm -hmm. Somebody somebody in the chat was like, John, you don't know what you're talking about. I blacked I, I blue screened twice today playing multiplayer. Yeah, that was one Thank guy. You. I'm glad to find somebody else who has an experience. Exactly. Blue Wonderful. This is why I need it. Are you are you doing many of the Easter eggs? Uh I tried last night. To do blood of the dead i didn't crash um but i usually just play classified doing challenges mm -hmm. but i usually use a strife and the icr but i can't use a strife anymore because no ammo so yeah. that's the only that's the only glitch that's really been affecting me i think i think then you and i fall into a similar boat of players where we're not really doing anything too outrageous like we're just jumping into a game where we're having fun and for the most part it works mm -hmm. i'd say would you agree with that yeah. Thank you. That's all. Yeah. Because I, I think everybody freaks out like every like like Black Ops Four is unplayable, mm -hmm. and it's not unplayable. It's just disappointingly broken for those who are really invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it would be um to call Black Ops Four unplayable. You'd have to be getting a crash every time you play, every day, and every game that you have whether it be solo or co-op then right. you have the excuse to call it unplayable yeah. it's as you mm -hmm. said john it's just broken so bad see what well, there it is steven um i crashed six times in a row playing blood's easter egg it's the easter egg it's that hardcore stuff if you just go zombie rush nine out of ten times zombie rush you're not you can just go crazy just and you're not going to have any problems with it so that's kind of the, the that's not an excuse that's not an excuse yeah. that it's okay to have a broken easter egg so. and no no again we don't it's just trying to see the the many perspectives of this uh one criticism in our chat is saying that we have no idea wish we knew anything about game development <laughs> but uh some people are saying how could one mode potentially break the rest of the game the way it's built as explained by the Listen. developers if you if you if you know anything about game development or even just writing software, yeah, you make you make one small change and suddenly something that seems completely unrelated and adjacent to something else is now broken. Yep, and you're like, what the fuck? Yep, and it could just be it simple, just, just spelling, just the way it's now calling different variables and stuff like that. Um, I have very limited knowledge. John is way smarter than me in coding, but I took computer science one and a bunch of com uh, computer engineering classes, computer science two as well. Um, I never got to assembly or any of that type of coding, but I, I know the basic fundamentals of coding, which is really helpful. And what helpful for me to look into a game like Black Ops 4 and understand at the very least, that on the back end, there's probably so much happening that... It's such a big game. There's probably like 15, 20,000 lines of code. And if just one of those is just slightly off, it can cause so many issues. Well, it's, it's, everywhere. it's not even just that. It's also, and I think, I think this is something that comes down to a lot of the crashes, mm -hmm. uh, memory allocation. Like, you know, your system only has so much Ram and when you yep. run out of Ram, what it's going to do is start booting stuff, kick crashing different things like mm -hmm. to free up more space. Yep. Like in that, that, like that, that, how much memory can it access at a single moment and how much is being used at a single moment what's left and what's not and yeah. maybe the easter egg's drawing too much so we're just going to completely crash black ops 4 you know because maybe maybe because of mutations in every single stat system that they have because they're tracking everything it's tracking too much now there isn't enough memory or something who knows yeah yeah tons of things like that and someone pointed out that uh it was a jigglepuff or moderator be like uh, somebody could be like how the hell is the fact that they're tracking how many kills i've gotten with the strife crashing the game 
Well, it's just one extra thing you got to keep track of. Yeah, and then that could just be overloading the memory of, of our consoles, which are very darn limited. It's not 32 gigabytes of RAM. It's not 64 gigabytes of RAM. It's whatever. It's how, many, the, how, how many gigs of RAM are on a PS4? Let's I have see. no idea, to be honest with you, what the, the memory is inside there. Um, I bet you Not bro, the I'm storage, gonna, not the I'm memory. Gonna get, I'm going to guess like two gigs of RAM. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone eight, Jigglepuff though. Let me say eight gigs of RAM. Eight gigs of RAM. See, that's that's not great by today's standards at all. Eight gigabyte is super limited, especially think, on what they're this game that it's running right now. You also you also got to remember that RAM isn't just running um, the game. Yeah, but it's also running the operating system. Yep. It's running the um, background. It's, anything it's in the running, background messaging. Running, you, if you have your party going, your messaging, whatever it could be. It's literally running everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doctor Disrespect. Jigglepuff brought up that we should get Dr. Disrespect on here. I would love, he's way too big for us, but to get him on here, he worked at Sledgehammer on Advanced Warfare, to have him talk about this stuff in the back end and all that, I would love to hear more from him. He well, you know what, Jason, Jason talked about Jason talked about exactly this when yeah. he was on the show last time, where he was yeah. like, oh, people are like, why don't you just go and add the M1911, or why don't you add yeah. this or that? It's like, well, we gotta, you gotta, you only have so much space, you're limited. Yes. Sometimes I think software development is a big game of memory allocation. Yeah. Space. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of the back end stuff. Into, let's, yeah. let's get into everybody's favorite topic. Ooh. Microtransactions. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Sexy. Sexy topic. Sexy. Oh, All yeah. right. Let's so let's it. go around table. How much money has everybody spent on microtransactions in this game so far? I'll begin. Zero. Zero. Anybody else? Zero. Zero. Okay, good. <laughs> None of us have given them a dime. I love to hear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, besides from the digital block. I'll tell you, I was immediately turned off, though. Yep. When they changed the system from Liquid Divinium to the, to the Elixirs. Or what, what did nebula. they call it? The, the Nebula. The God Juice. God Juices. Um, God juice. What what annoyed me is not that they like changed the name and the look of it, Nebula Plaza. but that the price the pricing seemed very arbitrary suddenly. Yeah, where it's like okay, twenty five, thirty five, seventy. I forget what the actual breakdown is because I don't do it that often. Do you know what the breakdown that, is? It's just the fact that it's seven, like set. You need seventy five plasms to get three. Like common to rare elixirs, yeah. Plus a talisman, mm-hmm. right? Back in Bo3, you only needed three. Uh, what was it? Yeah, you only needed three diviniums to do a spin for three gobble gums. Well, they, do you want to hear? Up- do you want to hear the? Uh, do you want to hear the 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 conversions? Yeah, go on. So I think the I think these are how the conversions go. Thirty plasma is roughly equal to three liquid diviniums. Now it requires fifty rounds of play to earn thirty plasma. You can earn three liquid diviniums in a game to round thirty when you're spending points. So in a typical that? in a typical game of zombies, you should be able to earn three liquid diviniums, assuming you'll make it to like thirty or something. You yeah. need to make it to fifty to get thirty plasma. In addition to that, one max spin at the laboratory, I guess, cost about five euros. Compared to one max spin in Dr. Monty's factory costs you only two euros. Um S- I don't know why the I don't know why the conversions are in euro. That was just I guess what Fish Crampfin said on the Reddit. Um, but to convert that into dollars, that's like a dollar fifty in uh, in U.S. dollars for a max spent the laboratory versus about two twenty in the uh, 
in Dr. Monty's factory. I mean, that's yeah. outrageous. Plus, I don't like how they, they've changed it in the sense that before you, you could earn a decent amount of, the, of uh, plasm by playing a game to round three, mm-hmm. I would say. However, you get nowadays, it's almost very, very rare to earn a decent amount of plasm per game. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's what's said on the Reddit, like 50, 30 plasms in a, in a round 50 game. Like, who the hell's playing to round 50? I know. Not true. I mean, the highest I've ever gotten in BO4 is uh, I've got a 56 on classified. Wow. But, I, mean, I mean, just think just think oh, about yeah. that. Oh, we lost Aaron. His Discord crashed. Oh, but just think about that. So the boxes are messed up right now, but we'll we'll, we'll fix. Hopefully, Aaron will be back soon. And Reed, you muted <laughs> Those will get fixed. I know. I had, a, I had to mute. I had to take care of my dog. Um, uh, what happened? Oh, we'll catch you. We'll catch you up to speed on the uh, on where we were being. Where you took care of your dog, Reed. Basically, yeah. um, Aaron's Discord crashed. So hopefully, he'll be back soon. And the boxes okay. will get. Well, then out. I'm gonna come over to uh, a different area. In the meantime, while the boxes are not sorted, and we're waiting for him. We're just going to go full screen Zombros, guys. And then we can have the gameplay here and we can worry about the boxes because he'll be joining us back in a moment. His internet went off, so uh, yep. straight gameplay. Look at that. Beautiful. No anyway, problem. So we are, we are discussing the liquid divinium versus yes. the uh, the plasma. Yes. And just to give you, read a sense of conversions, I've already read this, but just so yes, that please. you know. Yes, please. Catch me up. 30 plasms is roughly equal to about three liquid diviniums. Okay. Okay. Now that sounds roughly fair, Except when you consider that in Black Ops 3, you could typically get three liquid diviniums in a single game. If yes. you're playing to like round 30 and spending points. Sure, sure. Meanwhile, in Black Ops 4, it'll take you 50 rounds to earn 30 plasma. Is that true? That's what that's what Wizard Cash on the Reddit has See, suggested. See, I, I, I found all, all over the place with where I've earned plasma. I've played like 20-minute games. I've earned 25 plasma in mutations. I've played games where it's completely bugged out on me, and I got uh, 397 plasma in just one game. Uh, I've had games where I get like three plasma. I I don't understand. Uh, I think that comes again from the fundamentally broken system of Black Ops well, Four right now. Well, the, the earning the earning system's imprecise, so that 50 okay. rounds versus it, 30 rounds could be wrong. Yeah. However, he might be uh, averaging. Okay, sure. Let's just fish, go with it for fish, now. Fish Crampton on the Reddit. Also mm-hmm. said that roughly one max spin at the laboratory cost you about five euros. Um, I guess this guy's from Europe, so he's using euros. But mm-hmm. one max spin in Doctor Monty's factory cost you only about two euros. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you're getting you're getting slightly more mm-hmm. um, because you're getting the three the three uh, the three plasma. They are typically a little bit more valuable, and you also get the uh, what's what are the bonus things called? The bonus thing, talismans. Yeah, you get the talismans. So you get a little bit more, but not three euros or three dollars more. In my opinion. No, I, I think the the money made me sick to my stomach listening to Milo and Lex describe putting two hundred dollars in this game. What they got back out of it for this uh, black market? Like, if you spend two hundred dollars on these things, I think you should have twenty of everything. I mean, at, at the very yeah. or more. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Aaron, welcome, welcome back. Two hundred dollars? Hey. Could could you? Yes, and welcome back, Aaron. Could you imagine 
spending $200 on a product and having almost nothing to show for it. I could buy Red Dead Redemption 2, the Bioshock Infinite entire series, The Last of Us, that's $20. The other one's on sale for $20. Red Dead, $60. We're only at $100. And I have months worth of content to play through, entire game filled of stuff, and for $200, I can't even get a couple plasmas and, and, and talismans. It's... It's insulting. It's absolutely insulting to the consumer saying you're a moron for buying these things in our game. I I mm-hmm. don't I I won't support this. At first I wanted to buy this type of stuff, but to see how poorly well, this is, regulated it this is. This is exactly why I haven't even been playing much with the uh with the god juice and whatnot. Yeah. Because I'm like I don't really want to use these and I don't want to get into the habit of using these cuz mm-hmm. this system seems weirdly Weirdly, my my biggest red flag was when I saw the pricing, yeah. and it went from like thirty dollars or thirty plasma to forty five to seventy. I'm like, I'm like, this seems a little too odd to be fair, you know. Like the biggest red flag when it comes to microtransactions is when they start using their own currency and it falls into weird denominations. Yeah, because they're that's trying to. That's a bad sign. To me, that's even trying, because because when they do that, they're trying to obfuscate the real price. Yes, and I think that's ethically wrong. I think it should just have a price tag, and I this screams to me regulation in our future that you're going to have to say the exact price of what it costs. The PlayStation Store tells you yeah. a season pass there's is a, fifty dollars. There's a reason it doesn't say that you have to first buy. There's a reason you have to first buy COD points and then buy elixirs with the COD points to then get your God juices. This, you this is absolutely. There's a reason it doesn't marketing. say 50 cents per yeah. spin or social behavior. Rather, this is consumer behavior. Thank you. Finally got to it where. Oh, well, I'm only spending COD points. You know, I buy the COD points and that gets me currency in game. The it's very. It's like, oh, oh, and the COD, the COD points is so much utility. Because I can use them to buy, I'll, I'll, yeah. buy uh, plasma, or I could buy stuff in the black market across across yeah. any Call of Duty title. Yeah. What bothers me is like why what we just said about our ray gun today. Like we we want you to understand like it's a, it's a gift. It's it's for subscription service, but we don't want to hide like oh we got you for another two months on a subscription service. You didn't even know you were signing up for some reoccurring payment or something like that. That shit is just so manipulative it's not and transparent it's not, not um, and, and you're not, not getting not to, not, enough not to come out not not to come out and be like we're so pure and activision no, is no. greedy no no but one of the things we want to be is very apparent and very very forward with everything we do as as a business and as a podcast right where when you hide it behind all these different in-game currencies like like there's three layers of obf- obfuscation between the real price of your uh of your, yeah. of your, I guess, your of your dollar, juice. of your dollar to your god juice, mm-hmm. and that's not fair to the consumer. Absolutely, I, and I, th- I think it's deceptive, and that's very frustrating. And this is a system I think that Milo was uh, adamant was forced down Treyarch's throat, and I find that it shows. It's very clear that this wasn't something that was enough thought was put into it. And I don't, it, it's so frustrating to me too. Cause like, I don't take, we don't take sponsorship deals if we don't like the product, if we don't love these things that we're using, cause we don't want to like promote something that is disingenuous to our community. Something that, um, it, where's the utility in these, this stuff, right? Like I just explained to you how much more you can get out of buying other games than wasting your money on stupid plasma in this game. And I think that is is the root of my like anger 
frustration from this where it's so asinine. Like, I want to hear a developer pitch this to me and tell me why I should spend $200 on this versus all the other things I could spend $200 for. For 30 bucks more, I get a 3D printer. Let me play devil's advocate. Yes, please. Yes, please. You know, maybe maybe if Treyarch was here, they'd say, sure, maybe these things are a little bit pricey. Uh But they're for the people who would like to purchase them. Yes, not for the people yes. who need to purchase them. Okay. And in the sense that you can play Black Ops 4 and you can have all your fun and your blackout and your mutations and the multiplayer and you can still make it to round 100, round mm-hmm. 200 using nothing or using no plasmas and you'll play just fine. True. But if you want that little edge, you can buy it. And I, that's that's the art. The Black Ops 4, despite it being overpriced, isn't uh, pay to win. No, I agree. Completely. Yes, I agree. Not no. And I so agree. Yes, maybe, I agree. maybe that maybe that justifies Trek having a little bit more of mm-hmm. an like the. I think their system is less powerful than the gobble gums. Like the gobble gums get outrageous sometimes. See, and I think that's where I would agree to disagree with Treyarch on the morality or the the fundamental game mechanics of putting these in game because if they're not pay to win, you're. It seems to me you're just taking money from consumers. That these things are overpriced and they're not that useful. So why is this in the game? Besides just to take money from people. No, I, I agree there. Like if they're overpriced and not useful, then they're 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 just a plain cash grab. Yes. But you could make the argument that me purchasing liquid divinium doesn't affect or me purchasing plasma doesn't affect your play. Yes, indeed. And you can be perfectly happy without them, and I can be perfectly happy with them. Very good point. Very good That's point. That's a good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to read one of the comments in your stream. Yeah, go for it. Um, from uh, Kerbax. He said, uh, Reed, I found, the most, uh, I found that most talismans are kind of overkill and not that beneficial. Mm-hmm. I found that the best bang for your buck for zombies is to only spin for 30 plasma spins. Mm-hmm. Now that's doing the, I believe, is that the, sec- is that the first or second tier? Of I the think plasma? 30 I is the first tier. Yeah, it's the, the first, first tier. tier. First so, tier. So, you, so he's saying that you're getting, you're getting more from do- and better results from doing 30 plasmas rather than 70, uh, 75. And that's kind of like BO3 with the gobblegum system yeah. in the sense that found if you, you get a better result if you do the one spin rather than the three spin. Mm-hmm. Do you still get talismans from the 30 spin or the 30? Uh, no, guaranteed talismans are running to 75, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah you could technically, you could, yeah, there is a chance. Okay. Whatever the hell that means, 0.01%. <laughs> oh Jesus, that's like every thousand or something. I don't know what it actually is. I just made that up off the top that's of my terrible. head. terrible. But I, I don't know. Good odds. It definitely isn't. I guarantee it's buried into the ground. It's, uh, it's, it's frustrating at the very least to see. Again, these are games I feel like that are so close to being... This Call of Duty could have been something fantastic, and it's still... It, it, fundamentally, things fall on its face. There's so many great details, like the mule kick, and like you said, getting your weapons back, and being able to get a max ammo. You don't have to reload your gun anymore, and you can get it while you're on the ground. All these little details that were perfectly... Uh, the attention of Treyarch perfectly complemented what uh, viewers wanted, while then stuff like this is is so missing the boat. It's so anti-consumer. It's it's very mm. perplexing to see this like chimera of what the fans want, what Treyarch wants, what the business wants. It's, it's, well, it's here's mm-hmm. here's a donation from uh, Wiley Rods. Sure, that's sure. relevant to this conversation. He Perfect. said, uh, "Everyone's making the point that getting talismans is ridiculously expensive, but I mm. think that the more overpriced it is, the less pay to win it is." 
if buying elixir spins were really cheap, players would think that the grind to get NP wouldn't be worth it. Um, I don't know if I agree with that or not. Yeah, I think the the crux of that argument is: Do we agree that talismans are that good, and that that justifies the highest price? Because I don't think talismans are that good. Like I think somebody else brought that up. But the but the the overpriced nature of it could convince less people to purchase them. And so maybe they become less of a dominating factor in the game. Mm-hmm. Something like that, perhaps. Uh, I don't. I don't think people are, by the way, solely blaming Treyarch on this. But you, you can't also say that they're not culpable at all. This their game is no, all over. I don't this. think. I mean, I don't think Treyarch really. Is. I don't think Treyarch gets a say in this matter. I don't think so either. But it's still with their name, and they know this comes with. This is the deal they make uh, with yeah. being a part of it. So I don't think but, you can just but, say but Treyarch. I don't think Treyarch would say no. I, I think if Treyarch said to Activision, mm-hmm. we're not putting in the microtransactions, mm-hmm. Activision would then turn and say, all right, Raven's going to make the next Black Ops 5. Yeah. And, you know, that, that that's going to be the end of Treyarch. So Treyarch's probably in a tough spot where it's like, I'd rather continue making this amazing AAA series sure. than, uh, than not put in microtransactions in. Sure, but I, I, as, yeah. I, as I agree with all those fundamentals, it's still in the same idea. It's like... um. It's still your game. Like, you still got to own up to this is your product. Like, I feel like Treyarch in themselves, you know how we didn't have this for the first month or whatever? Don't break it. God yeah. damn it, Johnson. <laughs> um, that was Treyarch's way of being like, this is what we want it to be released. And, like, I hope you enjoyed it before. Just like um, the gobblegum system before that was put in, they were like, or the, the microtransaction gobblegum system. This is what we hoped it would be normally. Um, and we have to now, later on, we add in what it's what's forced and mandated to us to put in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just offering that perspective because I don't want it to be a complete pass on Treyarch's part because they still have to publish this or produce and make this game. I mean, but with a gun to their head, you could say, uh, or a ray gun to their head, John. Black, Black Mamba says, John, you do know that Treyarch has power over Activision, right? No. Do they? No, I, I don't think so. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I mean, Treyarch can take. make suggestions and act. Yeah. Jared can make suggestions and Activision can listen to them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's Activision's checkbook that's creating this game. Yes. You know, Treyarch isn't paying. If Treyarch wants to create Call of Duty out of their own pocket, then they can do whatever they want. I don't, they can't so actually. As long as Activision's the one writing the check, then they need to listen to the suggestions of Activision. They can't. I'm almost certain Activision owns the rights to Call of Duty, so I'm pretty sure they can't. Oh, oh, yeah, even yeah. if they. But, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I get where you were going with that, but it's even worse. It's, it's on another level where it's just like, no, they really don't have a say because Activision yeah. owns Call of Duty and they have to play this po- politics Treyarch, dance. Someone said if Treyarch, Black Bomb then responded, if Treyarch quits, what's going to happen? I'll tell developer. you what happens. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened when it's everybody had Infinity War quit. Yeah. They literally just got a new left guy. the studio and got a new group of people. Yeah. That then, same Infinity War is not that Infinity War that made Infinite Warfare is not the same Infinity War that made Modern Warfare 2. No. They got Infinite Warfare was good. Activision and mm-hmm. Activision told them to fuck off and they did. Yep. Thanks, John. Now they're now they're at what is it, Respawn? Yep, Re- Respawn Entertainment. They had a terrible public falling out and they went and did yeah. their own stuff. Um the cooldown rate uh like they they did adjust that though. That's why I feel like harping on that. Maybe you haven't played the game recently cuz it's not good. But it's not as bad as the initial update of how bad those cooldown rates were. Where, like, anywhere but here would take, like, 17 rounds to freaking cool down. It was uh, completely terrible. Uh, but even now, it still feels still like not, it's, it's taking so long. 
like compared to the uh, yeah. the, Release. the common and the rare um, elixirs, they still take forever to cool down, especially ones like Arsenal Accelerator, anyway, but here, the yep. ones that are actually going to be useful and beneficial to you, mm-hmm. they take forever, and by that point, when you want to use it again, you still can't because it's cooling down again. It's, yep. Like, yep. It's, 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 it's still it's, fundamentally it's massive issues, and before I get too far away from it, uh, my little jumping up and said, hold a minute, hot take. Um, fundament- we've heard Treyarch, Jason Blundell, and the zombie team multiple times talk about how what a wonderful relationship they have with Activision, right? And this is circling back to an earlier topic with Classified. They say they can basically do whatever they want, all right? They give them creative freedom. Do you know what my frustration with that is then? Um, it is their choice to do what they do with Ultimus, to neuter them, to change their stuff. And you might say, you know, it just doesn't fit well in this era anymore. But if if Activision's not telling them no, then that is, we don't even get to hear them saying like, well, we wanted to do this with Ultimus, but we can't because it doesn't. It, it's not kosher with times at all. It is still that fundamental misunderstanding of Ultimus, and it's an even bigger disappointment to me that they're the ones actively neutering them because they just, they don't, you know, they can do whatever they want with them. They could have these wacky, packy guys, but they just don't get it. And it, it's yeah, frustrating and when they're bragging about how they can do whatever they want, but then all of a sudden we're like, why aren't they cursing and going crazy again? It's just like, oh, well, we just don't want to do that. It's like, Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, also, something that Krimhoff, Krimhoff has just said um, about aftertaste. Why would they change aftertaste? Mm-hmm. Like, now it lasts for one down or five minutes. What was the point in making how did, that how did decision? aftertaste work previously? Did it just, well, it used to work it just... where it, it would be active. When you activate it, it yeah. would last until you went down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? You had but it only lasted, obviously, one down. Right now, it's on a time base as well. So if you don't use it within the five minutes, you don't go. You don't go down. That's an aftertaste wasted, and you got to yep. wait again. Wait for it to charge back up. Oh, and then you got to activate again. Five minutes goes by, you don't go down. Oh, the wait for it to charge back up again. It's like yep. why make that change? Why not keep it as just a one down state? Yep. Like that oh, it was very frustrating. Then. And it would just come off on me certain times earlier too during one of the fundamentals. Like it would, I'd go like like a round or two or something like that, and then it would just be gone. <sighs> I'd be like, why? Why even have this? Why even put this on my class if it's not sticking around? I, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's some very strange uh, decisions with elixirs have well, been that's made. That's decision making that's just a little mind boggling. Yeah. Again, like you said, are they learning or are they not learning for from what they're doing with these games? I don't know. It's it's it seems again like there's. I mean, they are three hundred people making a game, like right? It. it feels like three hundred people are trying to make. Uh, five different, ten different games, all these different versions of what their vision of Black Ops 4 is, and somehow Jason's supposed to, as the studio head, wrangle one clear vision. And, and I don't think there's a clear vision for Black Ops 4 zombies. Would you agree with that mm-hmm. statement? Definitely. I think I'd 100% agree. Okay. Uh, I, I, but there's so many different directions. I mean, we talked about it earlier with the yeah. story being pulled in like four different directions. Yeah. Well, I'm curious we too, to... both Aaron, we will get into the patron questions in just a second, just to wrap this up though. Jack and Aaron, I want to know, do you agree with that too, that statement? Or, or do you have a better, uh, another perspective? Um, that Black Ops 4 seems to be, it doesn't have a clear vision. Zombies doesn't have a clear vision in this game right now. Yeah, I I, I mostly agree with that, but I, I think... Don't just agree with it because it's me. Like I, I, We need different no, no, perspectives. Like, like, I mostly agree with it, but I think it's the fact that Treyarch do have an idea on where they want to take it sure. in terms of both stories. I agree. But the problem is that like 
yeah, they might they might know where they want to take it, but we are still in a state of speculation. Mm-hmm. And like even it's like back in Bo3, there was a cipher that gave us um, the hint that we were going to Stalingrad, right? Yeah, something like that gives us a good thing to go off of. Here we're just absolutely clueless, so that's kind of my problem with it. Okay, fair, fair. What about you, Aaron? I think they um, they know where they want to go, mm-hmm. but the way that they're going or the way they're getting there yeah. is really vague to us. Okay. So like, there's a lot of people like they're going to finish or not finish, but continue the chaos. And I hope they continue the Aether story, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are either picking a side. Like I, I don't like the chaos story. I haven't given it a shot. I'm sticking with the Aether story because I just all the years and stuff. So right. I'm not really given any of the chaos story, anything. So I'm just, Focusing mainly on the Aether, so I'm not getting their full um, direction that they want me to go with that. So it doesn't it's not cohesive in their game storytelling in the story they're trying to send away. Hmm. If that made sense. Yeah. Get what you're throwing down there. I yes. Okay. Let's get into the Patreon questions. <laughs> well, before we get into the Patreon questions, oh, what else I want to bring, yeah. bring up a topic. I yeah. was wrong. Oh, 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 what? No way. You know, it doesn't happen often. No, I mean, definitely not. When it, typically when it does, I allow it to happen. Um, <laughs> this one I didn't allow to happen. This one just happened. I was okay, wrong. John. I, I was wrong about Dr. Monty being in control of the Mob of the Dead. Ooh. Say it again. Was, Say it again. I made a categorical error. It was unfortunate. It was out of my control. And I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I was wrong about Dr. Monty being in control of Mob of the Dead. It turns out it was... You sound like you were generally going to cry. You said it was that slow. It sounded like you were going (laughs) to cry. This video isn't going to be easy to make, but I, I made a mistake. <laughs> Did you see the PewDiePie video about apologies? I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling that a video right now, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling uh, uh, like uh, Penn State apologies that seem to be so frequent. I don't know how I, I don't know how I'm going to possibly make this video, <laughs> but I I was wrong. No, so we got so we we got the other end of the conversation from yeah. Blood of the Dead. Yep between uh the warden and what was real revealed to be the shadow man now i've been on the monty was in control of mob of the dead hype train for like years now because Mm -hmm. um like there were just so many signs right like it felt it felt like painfully obvious Mm -hmm. and then it turns out to be the shadow man but again i'm honestly kind of annoyed about hold out hope john not just because i'm wrong yeah but because like you had the shadow man be like, he's literally the devil. And then you got all the red eye connections. Yep. And I'm like, this is perfect. It fits so nicely into our story and sets up Monty as the antagonist. Well, he, this gets into what Preston was hoping in my open lobby game yesterday. He's another wonderful supporter of both our Patreons. And he talks about he's hoping that they're red herrings and that like Primus will fail and Ultimus will prevail are just lies. That's not actually it, and it's taking us in another direction. And to me, to put that in game, just to lie to us, is is so frustrating. Just, like, to put all this foreshadowing into the game and then just not to do it, it's just like, well, 
I, I don't, that's not typical storytelling. So I guess pat on your back for being different and subverting expectations. But that comes to the whole idea of just like, you know, all this stuff you really like. Well, we don't care. We just want to make sure you don't know what's going on. And then that no yeah. longer is fun. That's no longer a good narrative. And that's kind of the frustration I think we, we were feeling with uh, Shadow Man coming out and being the guy in, in control of uh, Blood of the Dead all this time. I mean, he's in control of the like, MPD. I mean, it, it makes sense because yeah. he's an evil figure. Yeah, so, but, of course, he'd want to make this hellscape. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. ah, well, we know Monty's the baddie, the yeah. main bad guy. And it's like, well, let's start building that up. Let's, make, yes. let's put him in charge of this hell world. Yeah, hey, you know? Carnage, there you are. Yep, you, Preston. Yes, you. Like we've already we've already sown the seeds, so let's reap the reward. Yes, and that's that's what's even more frustrating is, is this map should have been building up Monty as the bad guy, especially because of the ending. Nope. So in one map, we're gonna go from Doctor Monty's a friend to our enemy, basically. We we yeah. and even though there's more development and there's tons of foreshadowing that he's not a good guy, um, and, and you could get me caught up as a hypocrite right there, being like, well, Reed, look at the foreshadowing. This is the the confusion of the storyline. This is like, well, I don't know what's foreshadowing, what's red herring, which might be good storytelling, but it gets to this point it's where like, this seems right. like it's all garbage. It seems like it's got, it's it, my issue is we're we're coming up to the conclusion we've got two main villains now again. Yeah, why? Why do we have two main villains? Why? How come we didn't develop Monty enough? I felt like in GK, he was just thrown in there. I asked Jason about that. He said, like, you know, we just couldn't fit. Zet didn't make sense. It had, we wanted it to be, you know, Takio's map. And then they throw in Monty, basically, what felt so rushed. We had GK to rev. It felt rushed. And once again, here we are, rushing with Dr. Monty's character again. I, I don't get these, these storyline beats that we're supposed to be hitting with him being a bad guy and antagonist at this point. It doesn't make sense. Besides, he's just a dick to us. That's about it. He always has been. Yeah. All right. Well, I apologize for being wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to be less wrong in the future. It was a clear and obvious mistake. I regret doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was not my fault, but I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Now we'll get into some actual uh, patron topics. Yeah, let's do that. And I'll get my donations Uh, up, too. Shout out to... Yeah. uh, I'm looking for one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Jeepus Chrysler, who says, are you on the Nuketown remaster train or not? Ooh. Reed, you've, had, you've, you've now had a week to mull over it. Oh, yes. I, Chernobyl, I, are you in? I would, oh, I'm in if it happens. I'm not like, no, yeah, I mean, it's happening. Like, I don't believe it happen. at all. But I'm like, if this happens a bazillion percent, this is a win-win. This is an awesome way for us to be like, oh, so this this four maps is chaos storyline, and then you're just gonna make us pay individually for Ether storyline maps, which by the way, you're gonna get our money on that. That'd be smart <laughs> to make a lot of money on that, and I'm on board for that. Because I, I would love to hear more about this storyline, especially in a Chernobyl map. I would sold in a second. I'd buy fifteen bucks, which is such a ugh. Fifteen bucks I'd buy a Chernobyl zombie map. Hundred percent. Aaron, what about you? Do you wanna see a Chernobyl map? Uh, hell yeah! Visit Nuketown. Hell yeah! That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Jack, you in or you out? Oh, in one hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like it, it's, awesome, it's hard to find somebody who doesn't want to go to Chernobyl. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah. Plus, it would fit uh, well with the story as well. Yeah. Like what they try, what they're trying to do with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Ascension Group or Broken Arrow. There's all kinds of shit you could mix into a Chernobyl you crossover. Can, you could do like the fall fallout of the Ascension Group, something like that. Yo, what if the meltdown was a cause of Broken Arrow fighting the Ascension Group? 
Mm. Just you could you could spin it a lot of ways, or the fallout of the Ascension Group. It. There's just, there's now you can there's a million ways you can spin that the meltdown at Chernobyl was because of X, Y, and Z. Sort of like the space race to get to Griffin Station. Uh, so this one comes from Ravenblood, an ultra rare patron. By yep. the way, just a reminder: if you want to uh, submit topics, uh, you have to be a patron on the Patreon, and I take some of the topics from you guys. And then uh, also awesome Raygun uh, promotion happening. But he hasn't let go of this whole stream. I know. <laughs> I fucking love this thing. <laughs> He's a test. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm just gonna start shooting people when I answer the question. So. Boom, Ravenblood. <laughs> Could Richtoff be planning to use a Shadow Man against Monty, assuming he's still in the key, possibly uniting the Keepers and the Apothecons? Now, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I did think it was an interesting discussion to have. Yeah. Where I guess our characters are on a collision course with Dr. Monty. Yeah. And the Shadow Man is still in the summoning key. Yeah. Which begs the question yeah. Does post Rev Richtofen know he's in the summoning key? Because if he doesn't, then we're going to find ourselves in another similar situation similar to Revelations. Mm-hmm. Where the bloody shadow man comes out and wrecks everything. Yep. Or could could they be using it for an advantage? Or could this be all a part of uh, the shadow man's scheme? Mm-hmm. Could he know that he wanted Richtofen to take him with him and then maybe unleash him at some point? Mm-hmm. I have. I have. Yeah, you go ahead first, Jack. And right, um, they they ask some good points. Um, but it's also like another thing you could add in there is that they they could release the shadow man in, like intentionally, knowing kind of what they're doing. A, it could backfire, and they could be absolutely just ruined. Or, they release it, and he then goes after Monty, like what they planned in the first place, but somewhere else in the timeline, there's a change. And that change causes another fracture. Mm. Interesting. What if, what if Monty never leaves the summoning key? Or not Monty. What if the Shadow mm-hmm. Man never leaves the summoning key and this is just a part of his death? What if he expect what if what if what if he, he, he knew he was in the summoning key? Yep. So his plan to escape was to have um was to have the warden after Rick Toffin's in the machine yep. free him from the summoning key. Yep. And then so he's free and he can use Rick Toffin's blood for whatever power he may want. Yep. Um, yeah. But now that that plan fell through and Rick Toffin and post where Rick Toffin did his whole thing, mm-hmm. he's still stuck in the summoning key and he's stuck in there forever and he never comes out. Potentially. That, that could be like it, it could be that that being freed was part of his plan. Being freed in mob is part of his plan. But because nobody's left to do it, he's just done. Could be or even more so that like he knows sort of like the Cronorium pages that there's no way I come out of this free anymore. So at the very least, I'm taking Monty down with me. Which, yeah, that could be too. I think there's. Yeah. I want to offer three potential levels that uh, both of you have talked about and touched on here. That I think the best best case scenario number one is post Rev Richtofen knows about this Shadow Man and he's going to use him against Monty. That's one of the more fulfilling possible endings of this. Uh, the second one I think that is decently uh, well is that the like. Um, Oh crap! I lost it because I know the worst possible scenario is another Shadow Man all over again. That Richtoff doesn't know about him. He gets out of the summoning key, and basically we have another rev fight. I, I think that's absolutely atrocious. Uh, or maybe maybe it was the stock. I, I completely blanked on what the second layer was up to it. Anyway, but the possible endings that this can go is it, it's gonna it it'll be they don't like to repeat themselves. Treyarch keeps saying they don't like to retread old 
uh, avenues of either narrative or Easter egg steps for the most part, except Morse code, which I'm going to slip and cut my wrist open if there's another Morse code step, even though there continues to be one on every map ever. Um, to have the Shadow Man boss fight a third time would be so overdone, would be so ridiculous. I, I feel like it wouldn't be in the spirits of what they've tried to do with BO4. But then again, the Revelation Shadow Man boss fight was really under. Oh god! Like, we, yeah. we went, we went oh, into yeah. there thinking, especially like how, like when you go, when you teleport in beforehand and you do those four challenges, like that part was amazing. But you get to yep. the final fight and it's like, oh, we're just repeating Shadow, the same thing. Yeah, shadows, right? Like it's it was really like, underwhelming we, and just disappointing. We got to ask them what the cutting room floor was of the original Rev boss fight because they talked about how that statue behind them, how there's supposed to be more with that that was supposed to actually come mm. to life and stuff like that. I like to try and get a little more detailed explanation of that Rev fight if they could. I think I that would that be would interesting. Be that would be good. All right, next one. Yeah, from Doctor Monty. Uh, oops, accidentally shot it again. Uh, <laughs> So he posted a picture of uh, from Zombie Alerts Twitter. Oh boy! Uh, somebody I'm not a huge fan of. I'm just yeah. gonna throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, more emoji leaks. Oh Jesus! But not 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 one that I don't I wouldn't share with you. One that I'm going to share with you. That's fine. Um, my attempt to decipher it basically means round two fifty five unlocks the uh, the ending. I I suggested that too to Ducky that you just get to a certain round and that's when it when it happens. And he he kind of came across to me was the idea that um, I, I bet people are now trying immediately to get to that. So I'd be interested to see, um, especially because of blue screening and all that type of stuff would make that even more frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but shit, that that makes the most sense to me. That's what I thought it was when they were saying there was but, no triggers. But why? But why two fifty five? That was the old limit. It, yeah, the old limit. No, three. I thought so. Isn't that what your video said, John? John, you, yeah. Yeah, you made a video about it. Yeah. <laughs> I did make a video about it, and the video was hugely successful. But for some reason, I don't think it's 255. Okay. Uh, 256. Getting 255 rounds for an ending is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, uh, I was right. Or I was wrong. I forgot my own video. It is yeah. 255. Yeah, I... That is so bad. Do you think? Do you think I inspired that Easter egg? Do you think Jason saw Maybe. that and he's like, "Man, John's video is killing it right now. Nine hundred thousand views in a dead period. I have an idea. Let's make an Easter egg ending to honor John's legacy." Maybe. Do you think it went down like that? Do you think the conversation at Treyarch was like that? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, or are you thinking of yourself? You're thinking of yourself. <laughs> I I I'm more caught up on this if it is 255 because I started guessing rounds and four player rounds potentially two and all that type of stuff that will make me so furious on such a new level would especially because yeah would you yeah would you but the problem is I don't want to try it right now because the game's broke it's gonna crash yeah. it, it's I mean, insulting that's the, I that's the reason I haven't done the Easter eggs you you want to know why it hasn't been solved it has nothing to do with difficulty it's because your game doesn't work and that's <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I I was curious, so I'm going on to Zombie Records right now to see what the uh, yeah, no one's bad, and I bet no one's gotten there because it's crashed. See what the highest round is ah. on uh, on this map. This also might not be accurate, but we'll check. Black Ops Four, Solo, Classified, highest round is 120. 
Oh man, John. You might as well have just made it 115. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been worth more than 225. 255? 255. Are 115 would have been so much more satisfying. Or round 100, like just honing yeah. back to those days when everybody was like, oh yeah, you get to round 100 on Kino and then giant zombie Hitler comes out. Thinking back to what everybody said, 255 makes perfect sense for that to be the trigger. I, I suggest that shit too. I absolutely suggested that it was a certain round because rounds aren't checking like triggers. It's something that can happen in game without having to do anything. That is, if that's it. Oh. Who's going to be the first to get it? Race to 255. No one, because it'll never work. It will never work. Just crash. It's just going to crash. Yeah, but it'll, it's never going to happen. It, 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 there's going to be there's going to be some patch mid like mid January that people aren't even thinking about it anymore. People are just giving up. Can I play and offline where it won't crash? Can, some random guy is just going to go actually. to 255 and do it. Can you even play local to Can get it not to crash? Local? Can you even do yeah. Easter eggs on local? Oh, I don't know. Actually, you know what, John? I don't know. Uh, that, I don't know. This is. So, uh, here we go. Um, does classified make up for uh, there not being a five in Zombie Chronicles? I think so. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Although, there is one question I still have about that. And it's in the intro cutscene. Where does Sam send Yuri? Yep. Uh, see, this is again. Oh, you guys, you set me off. This is the problem. Like, this is the <laughs> stuff they've set up. Where you see, where did the Pentagon thief go? Right. Where did your? And again, John, you suggested just cutting room floor. Didn't make it in. They ran out of time. Things had to get cut. That's so frustrating to see the intro cutscene. You see potentially Schuster. You have the McNamara Easter egg. You have uh, the Samantha shooting lightning and showing up in the Pentagon in the intro. Why are all these things in there that never happen? This harkens back to the days of the nonsense of intro mm -hmm. cutscenes where just like we would get excited if we saw Pitchfork in the Call of the Dead cutscene. Oh my God, we could use that as a melee weapon. But to have these like fundamental story mechanics is like a gut punch. To be like, oh yeah, we could do so much more with Yuri, Schuster, Gersh, things that would make perfect sense why you introduced them again and Gorod Crovey and all these amazing things that could happen. It's just a big no, we're not doing that. We're just when not gonna first, do well, it. I think I think what's more frustrating is I feel like and I don't know how true this is because I haven't really fully scrutinized this, but I almost feel like the intro cutscene to classified breaks a little bit of continuity. What's like first off, none of this shit shows up on the timeline. Yep. Secondly, like you said, where did Yuri go? Third off, we already know that in the intro cutscene to five, they were talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis, but then you've retconned and said they're talking about Broken Arrow. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's like I don't I I really don't know how I feel about this map from a story perspective because I don't think it it doesn't cleanly fit into our story at all. It's very forced. Yeah. Because I was so like when they first announced classified, I was so. Like, I say so, I, I was sure on the fact that we were going to play as Gush. And that would yeah. explain the Ascension's first drone post. Yeah. But yeah. no, we ended up playing as Donald Richtofen. And it's, like, you think it's things like that, we are still yet, I mean, obviously they asked a bit of it in the timeline, but it would have been cool to see that actually happen in game. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, th I'm just thinking about the Wonder Waffle showing up in, in five. That would have been an awesome Easter egg mm -hmm. as well to add Thunder in, like, Gun the, as well. yeah, the first the Ascension poster, Thunder Gun. Yep, to have the Bray Gun, Winter's Howl, Wonder Waffle, all that stuff line up. It seems again a 
misunderstanding. Oh, John's loading up for another fire away at a question. So let me wrap up with another misunderstanding of how the treatment of Ultimus should have been. Or could have been. I'm not saying I could write it better. I'm just frustrated with what they did. Keep going. Well, moving on from Ultimus to yep. uh, shoot a question from Sidewalk9. Uh, he said, do you think Trek releases Zombie Chronicles 2, which features Call of the Dead, Nuketown Transit, Die Rise, Buried as a DLC 5? And I know we've talked about Zombie Chronicles 2 yeah. ad nauseum, yeah. whether or not it would be what it would be like. He said, um, but just, just while he's on the topic of that, and he mentions maps like Nuketown, Transit, Die Rise, and Buried, yep. what if we don't see any Victus love? Or Black Ops 4, but instead they get all their love in a in a Zombie Chronicles esque map pack where we start with uh, okay. we start with our Nuketown remake in Chernobyl. Yep. Then we have some fun over at Die Rise Transit and Buried, and that would be the four map Zombie Chronicles 2 featuring Victus wrapping up their story and potentially whatever's left in the Ether Storm. Yeah, dude, I want I want a Transit remake before the missile hit. That's what I want. One thing I'm praying for in Chronicles. That would be nice. Two. That would be yeah. really nice. I just I, think of how amazing it would look. Like, all the fog would be gone. How amazing the diner would look, the town would look, the bus depot. It will have all those neon colors around it. And obviously, it's going to be a little bit destroyed because it's a zombie's map, as per normal. But you won't have any of the denizens. You have a Gardro, the, the fog, and the bus would look pretty good as well. Oh, by the way, I oh, want you know, you know it'd be really interesting go, when you go to the Broken Arrow sites yeah they'd be redo yeah. all the broken arrow sites to be something exceptional they'd, they'd redo it and i'm sure it would feature all those new story details you'd get like cool little blueprints and diagrams yeah. of Ted. maybe the avogadro would be in the cage and there'd be all this like writing next to him a teleporter to zero out. base maybe yeah there's a lot of really they good do, stuff they could do with that and i, I hope they do stuff i really that. hope I they want, do i want transit remake so bad <laughs> never yeah, thought i'd hear live to this day i mean I mean, Transit's biggest problem was the fact that it was a little too ambitious for the hardware at the time. Yeah. But now that now that Transit's came out since then, we've gotten a whole new generation of consoles. Maybe yeah. we're at a place now where we can make Transit, and it actually would function pretty well. I agree in some respects, but actually, I'll even counter play devil's advocate in the sense that uh, Origins was just as ambitious as Transit. And it pushed the limits of the hardware, but that actually came through where Transit didn't. And it's more a time management and um, leadership caused Transit not to work versus uh, Origins. I think, so. I, think, I think I agree with that too, but they get better as time goes on, you know? Yes, like absolutely. The that they, they, they learn. They learn their mistake. I, they, they, prob they probably couldn't make Origins if they hadn't made Transit. Yes, know? yes. That's I was hoping you bring that up too to counter the devil's advocate there. Um, mm -hmm. Awesome. What else we got before we get into donation questions? That's well, it. We got a lot. We got a lot that we already hit. I'll okay. just throw this out there right now. Um, yep. Got a donation from Mister Clozo who said, "Is there only two versions of Richtofen's lab? One in the pocket dimension and one in the normal one, who or knows? or there is only one version? There might be three. Pocket dimension cycle Hi. version, as well as weird one in the house." It's, it's just ridiculous. I, I so again, this gets into the frustration of the storyline, guys. It just been like, well, no, this is like when I this is like when I made my video the other day chronicling every Richtofen ever. Yep, like that mm. list got absurd to the point where it was like fifteen Richtofens long. And you see the frustration with like we praise them right for being able to write characters, and yet the only character they can seem to write is more Richtofens. Like Richtofen seems to be the only character that does anything or can accomplish something. I don't know why Nick Takio and Dempsey have 
Nick, Takio, and Dempsey. Yes, okay. I got them all this time. Um, they, they're incapable of thinking for themselves and accomplishing and doing things outside of Richtofen. They've been following him for all these maps. It's still into Blood of the Dead. They're blindly following Edward Richtofen. And it's very, very frustrating that you, you couldn't... It's still just Richtofens. And the only person that ever outsmarts anybody is another Richtofen. It's just mm. McGuffin, yep. Richtofen, Richtofen, McGuffin all day long. It never changes. Okay. Uh, any other donations? Nope, those are mine if you want to get into yours. Sure. Uh, Heartbreak Gaming donates. He says, shoves quarter into console. Don't blue screen. And that was from our earlier discussion about blue screens. You have to, <laughs> that's always the terrifies me that there's going to be a credit card reader at the bottom of a controller someday. It's going to be just disgusting if that's ever the case. Um, uh, William donates. He says, hi, Reed. How are you? Say hi to Johnny J for me. Uh, hi, John. Hi. How you doing? William says hi. Hi, hi William. Uh, the mysterious man says, I'd pay... Big bucks, big bucks for a magma gat. Uh, I I do want to make uh, a 3D model of a magma gat or a blunder gat. So maybe. And I think Raygun Project said to hit him up to talk him about stuff. So uh, absolutely, we should definitely work on some stuff. Uh, I got vegetable. I believe I got vegetable earlier. Oh no, that was that one. Did he redonate it? Okay. Um, vegetable donates again. He says I understand it's difficult to get all three modes in sync, but I feel like that is routed. Probably rooted. In the fact that they needed to have a B BR mode added. Oh, I did suggest that. By the way, current Voyage Easter Egg does not work if you upgrade your shield. You can't activate the fire trial. Fire trial. And Voyage of Despair Easter Egg. When's a fire trial? I'm not sure. Is it you mean the the last one with the Oh, fire trial. Yes, I got it. Really? Wow, that's that's hmm, fundamental. Wow. But I think that's just game testing stuff. Like how that's something you can't do. Let's make a magma gap. Yes, let's do it, Raygun. Yes. All right, I'm on board. There's probably like a checker. Yeah. Know, in the game. It's like if player has shield and does this, activate. Yeah. And then, but if they didn't put a checker, if player has shield dot upgrade. Right, you know? right. That, that, I think that's just a fundamental fundamental QA testing issue and not so much as the game being terrible. Okay. Uh, no, not really, but I am, but I'm not. A uh, big fishy for the win one, the first for the win. Uh, to add to John's point, I haven't had a single cash. I hadn't had a single crash yet, and I have been doing Easter eggs, completing nine and blood, not at high rounds. And I always play solo as well. As well, though, I agree. I think solo is the most stable version. Uh, I have experienced solo other bugs, such as mule kick being bugged multiple times. Just yeah, again, and they never solve mule kick. Like, Mule Kick has always been an issue with, like, you get a third weapon, the game thinks you're cheating, takes away all your points, and downs you. That has been an issue since the, the first time they introduced Mule Kick. Wait, Can't they, figure is that, that out. still happening in BO4? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, they lose all their points stuff. and all their guns. Yep, that's still happening. I don't think I've actually ever gotten Mule Kick in BO4 now that I think about it. I don't like uh, Mule Kick. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I, mean, I, 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 I like it's... swapping faster and stuff with that. That was That's fine. I don't like relying on a third weapon is all. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe that's a classified Easter egg. Boom. Get your weapons taken away from Samantha. The modeling will take several years, though. Oh, very good. Got it. Um, that's a good point. Isaac Martinez says, uh, what confuses me is I feel like people forget it, Forget is with the interview you had with Jason Bloodell at Zombie Chronicles is that he chose the road that allowed them to do more in the future rather than running out of road. I'm fine if the ether ends in BO4, but, always, but I always remembered this. Uh, I, I agree. Like, I, I questioned them that, and he totally wants to make this this long comic book-like series, but 
when you're doing that, it's like, do just, just write it. Just, just what are you doing narratively? Right. It's just like, why mm -hmm. you, you, you can do, you can accomplish your vision. I don't believe, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't believe there's any Achoo. roadblocks. Thank you. I don't think there's anything stopping him from accomplishing his vision. So why does it seem like your vision continues to get muddied and it doesn't seem to, to come through over and over again. And, Maybe it will again at the end of this game, but how many times have we said that at Origins, at Revelations, that this is, you know, wait till the next season to have it explained. And we get some mm -hmm. stuff explained, and then we're still frustrated. We're a broken record for 10 years. Uh, and the Mysterious Man donated. Uh, they need to take creative liberty with Ultimus, but not change the formula with the characters that they are. I, I completely agree. They should be growing these characters. They're so ripe for growing it's so easy to grow them at this point i just don't think they care to it's not their characters they didn't make them these are the jimmy Zelensky characters they're not premise which are the babies and they've done a good job with premise in blood of the dead premise grew on me more than they ever had in past maps which is great news for premise but frustrating for ultimus i i I'm very, very frustrated with how they handled Ultimus, like my worries were. There's stuff that got so right, and there's stuff that got so, so darn wrong. Uh, ben Cramp donates at the last second here. Have you had a chance to try the game on PC yet? If so, did you try the Deadshot Dealer and check the perk description to see that it's not the same on console? I did not have a chance to check that because I did try to play PC yesterday, and it crashed four times in a row. So, so much for PC optimization. I couldn't even get into the game. Every time I would get in and start to load in, it would crash either what it was checking for my season pass or whatever it was. It would not work. I had to repair the game on stream, which totally got the stream. And then he gave me a chance to complain about one more feature is the fact that a privacy setting is on by default. And this privacy setting is it displays your full name. And on you, I disabled it on Battle.net, which people said, oh, it's just a Battle.net feature. No, it's not. You have to go into your Call of Duty uh, settings and go to something way at the bottom in the interface to turn off your real name. Why would you ever want your real name on by default or in a PC game where any whack job can Google it? Now, they say only you see it, okay? A, I don't want to take that chance that what if Treyarch's buggy game isn't working in Blackout and for some reason it decides to display my real name? I don't want that to happen. I don't want Joe Schmo, who's angry at me, to send me a swatting incident of sorts because they're mad that I got killed in Blackout or something along those lines. Mm. And two, for the rare case of streamers, or how about a kid just you can stream right from your PlayStation console. You don't even have to be a stupid-ass YouTuber. Uh, there's plenty of stuff on, like it's, there's a built-in mechanic, so it's PC. But these, there's so many easy ways to stream, and so many kids would like to stream, and they know kids want to stream. To have their full name displayed by default, I think, is such a privacy oversight. It's insulting for something when you're telling me big PC initiative, that we're optimizing PC. I, I My experience with PC was a fat 0 out of 10 so far. It was horrible on Paddle.net. And that is not what I was expecting at all from all the bullshit that was told to me about how how big an in initiative they were going yeah, for how PC. How much support they were giving you this year, well, and then that happened. Well, as somebody who bought the Mystery Box Edition on PC, I've yet to install it for Oof. PC. I'd be curious. I want to know if you crashed. Because I've been playing PS4 and also because yeah. I don't think my PC can handle it Oh, yet. that's right. That's right. Time to upgrade the PC, John, with all that Black Ops money. <laughs> I know it is. I need a new graphics card. It's coming. It's almost Black Friday. Ooh, yes. Get excited. Gonna, I'm hoping for 
I'm hoping for like a good Cyber Monday deal on a graphics card, something like that. Awesome. Yeah, I I tried waiting the uh, past two years and it didn't turn out. I'll be upstairs in a moment. It's almost done. Thank you, Dad. Um, so is that is are those all the donations? Yes, that is all the donations. Oh no, one last one came in. Completely agree with the way the story is falling off by filling every plot hole with multiverse. Yeah, or Doctor Monty, or mm-hmm. that was my frustration last game is coming to a horrible reality that uh, the answer is multiverse or Monty. I'm well. I'm very worried that the re. I'm very worried that my answer to the question of why doesn't classified appear in the timeline is that oh, it's it's in a different universe, not the actual Ultimus universe. I'm like, yep. well, why does that matter? Why does yep. that? Why then at that point doesn't even matter. Does anything matter? Yep. Uh, which gets very frustrating. Yeah. Okay. Before, I think yeah. I think we're finally here. Yep. Before we sign off, though, do you guys either Jack or have any topics, anything you want to bring up or mention? Yeah, please. Um, I do have a couple. Um, but awesome. I'll let Aaron go first. No, you go first. Oh, all these guys. <laughs> all right, man. Um, right, first one. This is all. For, um, these two are for all three of you. And read your stream, John. Your stream. Um, favorite episode of Zombros? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, this one. I think of recent. I'd go the Dust Ball episode. Yeah, Dust that Ball was, was wonderful. I mean, we haven't laughed and had such a good time on a show in so long. Absolutely. That's the one that keeps coming to my head when people ask that. Just like us being able just to have fun after months of rut business and not having a very good time with the show and work, having a lot of growing pains with the show. That was so needed. And it definitely made me realize, oh, now I remember why I liked Zombros, why we do this. Uh, and probably any episode where we get like Jason or Cameron yeah. on, those are always fun. Those are amazing. Any developer episodes. Do you guys have a favorite episode? Yeah. This one. <laughs> Besides oh, yeah. the one you this got to be on. Oh, so many. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are. There's 129 of them the old, on Spotify the and iTunes. If you want to go check those out, link in the description. I think probably the one with Jason. Yeah, I think that probably has been just because of how much info he gave you guys on mm-hmm. the on the like behind the curtain type stuff, right? Yeah. But the funniest part was Matt getting his little shine of fame. Yeah. That they added Space uh, Dog. Space. And Jason's yep. like, you haven't found shit yet. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> that, that, was, that was actually great. That was great. That was probably my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was such a unique experience to interview Jason too because like typically when you interview Jason, it's a very short thing. Yeah. But to get him on the podcast for an hour, well, you know, we didn't even set a time. Nope. Uh, we had all We had all agreed beforehand before Jason got on the call. We're like, we're not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> If he um, wants to go two hours, we'll let him go two hours. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and one more question. Um, hopes for the final DLC map for the Chaos Crew. Ooh, Chaos Crew. Because if you went, if you went, uh, Ultimus or Victus Crew, I know Reed would instantly jump to Atlantis. Uh, who says Chaos <laughs> Crew can't be Atlantis too, you little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Every DLC. Every DLC. Atlantis. No, I, I think there's so much potential for the Chaos Crew to be just absolutely incredible. I think if you do something fun with uh, Pompeii, I think that could be an awesome oh, climax to the season where they're trying to get out before the volcano, uh, you know, that's built into the Easter egg and it freezes everybody in stone. And maybe our characters do get frozen in stone and then the and somebody has to save them. Ooh, oh, and then we don't know there's zombies or whatever because there's just the outlines of the people or whatever. Ooh, what if it's post-Pompeii? Ooh. Or post Pompeii and the zombies break out from the stone. 
Oh, oh so much. I'm, see, I'm, I'm very hopeful for something along those lines of a Pompeii map for a conclusion to this season. Yeah, I, I, I am shameful to admit I haven't dug into the chaos story yet like I need mm-hmm. to. Like all the scrolls, I haven't had a chance to read them yet. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I, I really don't think I can speak enough on the story to speculate on where I want to go. But I do love the, the Pompeii idea, so I'm going to piggyback mm-hmm. on that. I hope there's more with Oracle. I really hope we get more stuff with Oracle as a big player. She is fascinating, yeah. and I really like those radios I've heard with her so far. I, I, I'm hoping that isn't just bullshit uh, spoon-feeding us plot, and she really doesn't have a big role, and she's very passive. I hope she's very active in the Chaos storyline. Mm-hmm. What about you, Eric? Uh, and you got um, any? I was any wondering if you think we're going to see another playable map with the Victus crew. I think we'll get one. I hope so. I'm hoping for one. I'm holding out that everybody gets one more map. And I'm a little terrified that uh, Ultimus got their one more map. A little bit terrified about that. That could be. Yeah. yeah. But I I don't think so. Because I think... Because <laughs> I heard yeah. the ending reading. <laughs> don't yeah. want to make sense. Gets around 255. Right yeah, I just stopped there. I, I, would, I won't continue. I, I got to hear that ending, man. I'm dying to hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Get around 255 then. Yeah, I guess. Well, I think with that, I think have we have we come to a <laughs> come to so. a conclusion and John gets to play with his ray gun more? Yeah, I guess so. You fiddling with it? Yeah, I've been fiddling with this it's all the playing with it. It's so much fun. I, I, I like it when I'm playing with the colors, it's so much fun. But if you want to get if you want to get your hands on this, this is going out to a lucky patron, and it's not too late. A link is in the description. If you want to support the show and potentially receive this ray gun, a link is down there. This thing is. So I mean, I, I'm very jealous. I'm so goddamn jealous. Maybe I just won't give it up. I was gonna no. say, I'm telling you now, right? It's to everybody who is watching this, right? You will see a video on John's channel, right, of him packaging up the ray gun, sending it off, and you're just gonna see the biggest tear come <laughs> down his eye. I'm gonna I'm gonna, be, gonna be I'm gonna be putting so it in the mail to be like in the arms of an angel. Perfect. I won't leave I'm like, Reed, I can't do the show. He's like, why John? I'm like, I missed my ray gun. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get the ray gun project on next week and he's gonna talk about what goes into making what I would argue is the best zombie replica I've ever seen. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, there are some cool replicas. Like Matt has the staff, um, JGB, the little armies, the JGB. They're cool. They're incredible, and they have so much attention to detail. Mm-hmm. But not only does something like this have attention to detail, but it's also functional and it's smart. It knows when it's open. It fires twenty shots, and after that, it won't fire again. And you actually have to manually reload it. Like so cool. Takes it from the game. It's great. Yeah. Like, just, like, the thought that goes into this is incredible. Please make the goodbye video. I would love that. I would love, John, if you make a very tearful, sad goodbye video. That'd be great. I might have to. All right. Oh, oh yes, Ninja. All around me. Oh. <laughs> Familiar face. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, like, whoever, you got it. whoever, whoever I send the ray gun to, yeah. I'm going to have to ask them to make a video just to verify that I've actually given up the ray gun. Oh my god. I, I, yes, yes. And also, like, send pictures where you're, like, on your phone and you're just like, <laughs> as he has his ray gun. Okay. It'll be a, it'll be a whole thing. Alright, well, I think that's going to wrap up tonight. Uh, extremely long show today, so thank you all so much for watching. Thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon. Aaron and Jack, 
seriously mm-hmm. um it's you're welcome man. It, it, it helps oh, us bring these shows to life and uh, we'll see you all next week at 2 p.m eastern standard time uh have an absolutely wonderful day and be safe Bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.